0: Podcast, the only podcast that seeks to solve the uncommonly cryptic riddle of beloved American icon Ernest P. Worrell, occasionally known as Dr. Otto Bunch Nick Ik, as portrayed by the excessively versatile multiplayer thespian Jim Varney. This is episode 16, Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. I'm your host, Erin, and this is my lovely co-host David.
1: Welcome, travelers.
0: <laughs> and joining us for the first time is our friend Jessica. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Yay! Hi, guys. I'm stupidly excited
2: to talk about this movie Yay. because for the longest time, I thought I was the only one that knew it existed.
0: <laughs> Jessica specifically requested to be on this episode of Earth's Coaster podcast because apparently you watched this movie as a child. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay? Want... <laughs> there was a point in my life, it spins so much, doesn't it? It
2: really does. Um, there was a point in my life that I probably watched this movie at least once a week. Wow. At least. In your
0: formative years.
2: So this
1: was like, I know. Like that was like Star Wars for me. So this is wow. fascinating. Wow.
2: Yeah. Um, I was 11 yeah.
1: when
0: this yeah. came out. Oh my God. Ex- explain something. <laughs> well, this movie was made when me and David were made. That's true. So like I not, felt
1: not a, directly, but
0: I felt a special relationship to it like we came out of the same era as Dr. Otto. That's right. That's we're... special. Yeah. It that explains a lot. Too. And it raised <laughs> Jessica, so oh my gosh. We're all okay. fine. We're
1: all perfectly normal, functioning <laughs> human beings.
0: So when I conceived this podcast, I thought that this podcast would be Fifteen episodes. We are now at sixteen. <gasps> there are only nine movies, but like we kept finding other things because there was, uh, Hey, Vernus My family album. Oh, your world as I see it exists. Oh, Ernest goes to Splash Mountain exists.
1: <laughs> I mean, not to tip our hat too early, but you came over to hang out the other day and you pulled a thing out of your bag that just said, <laughs> Shh. I, "Okay, I won't, I won't reveal it yet."
0: <laughs> we got more.
1: Yeah, I don't understand where these things keep coming from.
0: The thing is, as we have proclaimed, if Ernest is in it. We will discuss it, and that is what brings us to Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam.
1: Correct, correct. Which
0: is actually Ernest's first film appearance.
1: I mean, he's on the front cover of that DVD, Aaron. He is a main character in this film. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> okay, the cover uh, Yeah, that's deceptive. That's deceptive. Ernest is front and center, and it says in giant letters, Ernest.
1: Can I read it as, <laughs> yeah, sure, as is my ahead. way? This is the front cover of the Dr. Otto DVD. And I'm gonna read it in order of lettering size. Jim Varney Quote Ernest as Dr. Otto and the
0: riddle of the gloom beam. It's like <laughs> tiny letters. Jim Barney, Ernest! As Dr. Otto. The middle of the gloom.
1: I mean, this is this is a level of bait and switch advertising that is akin to your world as I see it.
0: If I open up the cover, the disc actually also has Ernest's giant face on it. And it's just a
1: stock image from the old Ernest photo shoots. It's one of those photos that we keep seeing everywhere because they just had it at the Cardin Cherry headquarters.
0: Ernest is in this, and so we have to discuss it.
1: We'll get to Ernest.
0: I will say, Ernest is in this, in the fact that he makes an appearance, but he also his presence is his felt throughout the entire movie absolutely it's so weird to watch this movie after watching the entire Ernest canon and then go back to the first thing he ever you, appeared in you and had, be like oh my god
1: you had me at it's so weird to watch this movie <laughs> Like, you could have just stopped right there. This movie is
0: insane. I don't even know. How do we get into this? And it's so wonderfully 80s. Yeah.
2: What, what are you talking part, about? It looks like I'm trying to think of a good description for the sets of Dr. Otto's lair. Oh it's almost God. like Pee-wee's Playhouse in hell.
1: Yeah.
3: With, that's not bad. With,
2: <laughs> that's not bad. Pee-wee's Playhouse hell. And um, Beekman's he... World had
0: a baby.
1: Oh, yeah. With a
0: Power Rangers villain.
1: Yes. Dr. Yeah. Otto is, I'm convinced, his lineage somehow goes back to Rita Repulsa. <laughs> he looks more like a Power Rangers villain than the promo art for the upcoming Power Rangers film.
2: He does. Yeah. The shoulder pads. He's oh, my
0: God. Com- <laughs> the art direction in this movie is phenomenal. Yes. true. Okay, let's let's get into, okay, it's structured. <laughs> so we have I'm going to say,
1: gonna say one last thing. I just want to again give credit to our guest Tom from Havern Disc 2. Thank
0: you, Haven Disc 2, Tom.
1: For pointing out that Dr. Otto is wearing tinsel and pussy willows, <laughs> which is still true in his first appearance.
0: And also thank you, Tom, for the use of your recorder, which is being used to record Jessica. That's right. Thank you, Tom. Let's lay it out. Ernest is not the main character of this movie. No. The main character of this movie is Dr. Otto. Yep. This is a Jim Varney showcase, much like Hey, Vern, My Family Album was sure. a Jim Varney showcase, in that Ernest appears very little, much less than he did in Family Album. Right. But Jim Varney dominates this movie as about 16 characters. I mean, 16, <laughs> How many characters does he play? Let's.
1: Can we Do- run him down?
0: There's One, Dr. Two. Otto. Yep. There's Rudd Hardtack. Yep. There's Pirate Captain Jack O'Cockney. Yep. Laughing Jack. Laughing Jack. Guy Dandy. Yep. The Dreamboat. Auntie (laughs) Nelda.
1: Yes. Yep. And... The dump.
0: Yeah, he's the dump, too. Um And and of course, a little bit of earnest. It's beautiful. This is a beautiful movie. There's so much passion. There's so much, ah, we'll make whatever we want.
1: To take it back to Power Rangers for a second, there was a season when Power Rangers, they thought they were going to get canceled. So they were just like, all right, screw it. Let's try everything, because this might be the last chance we have. And that's what this movie feels like. It feels like, all right, let's just throw everything. We're
0: making a movie. Kitchen. Yep, it's um
1: whatever. We'll go to the 99 cent store. We'll get all of the props.
2: We got to talk about the hand, though. Oh, I mean yeah. the hand. Not since the Adams family have we seen a hand <laughs>
0: with as much character? emotion, nuance. Character. <laughs> it gives him little scalp rubs. It's a when great he's hand performance. Oh yeah, I love how it pulls his eyebrows up sometimes. Well, we should
1: <laughs> f- f- for the uninitiated. Let's
0: let's yes, this is a good time to talk about Dr. Otto. So the premise of this movie. This is Dr. Otto's. Magnum opus. Yeah. Well, this is kind of, it feels like it's like, all right, we got this character named Ernest. He's doing great in the ads, but now we want to make a movie. Obviously, we're not going to use Ernest in a movie. Right. So we need a character that can carry a film. Someone like Dr. Otto, this mad scientist. Now, we've seen him in Haver and it's Ernest. He was called the semi-mad scientist.
1: The naive semi-mad scientist. The naive semi-mad
0: scientist. He was a very kid-friendly version of Dr. Otto. This is not the kid-friendly version no. of Dr. Otto. Oh, no, this no. one is a straight-up no. murderer. Yes. And he is he, evil. He's should... killing his own parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. He kills his parents.
1: <laughs> he's straight-up evil.
0: Straight-up evil. He...
1: Let's frame it this way. Dr. Otto in Hey Vern is a not-quite-mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> in Dr. Otto in The Riddle of the Gloombeam, he's, he's a, a straight-up, straight-up mad, mad scientist.
0: scientist. The premise of this movie is that Dr. Otto invents a giant magnet that somehow destroys the world's economy, so that way he can take over the world after the economy is in shambles. Yep. The other main character of the movie is, well, there's two more. Lance. Lance, Lance Sterling and his quote-unquote secretary, Doris.
1: I think I wrote it down. Hold on. Lance Sterling and his principal secretary, <laughs> principal Doris secretary. Doris Talbot.
0: Doris is like the hero of this movie. Doris
1: is amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Lance and Doris trying to stop Dr. Otto. Dr. Otto is usually in the lab with his three lady assistants, voluptuous eye candy and and a robot a <laughs> robot Willie. Yes who we know also from even. Dr. Otto's assistants are Rhonda Sue, Tina, and Monique. And Robot Willie is Robot Willie, of course. And Dr. Otto is an amazing character, and he does deserve his own movie, and I'm so happy that it exists. Agreed. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Just to point out, Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloombeam is a 1986 film?
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. But I think it was made in 1985, but I think it was finally released in 86. Yeah, made in 85,
1: released in 86. But I just want to point out that that predates Haver in its earnest. So this is a couple years before.
0: About three years before. So yeah, his head hand for the uninitiated, <laughs> Dr. Otto. The- we were confused as to whether or not he was an alien.
1: Right. That this was- movie
0: says that he isn't.
1: Listeners, go back and listen to, I believe, episodes five and six of Ernest Goes to Podcast. That's the Haver hey, and It's Ernest episodes, and that mm-hmm. will give you the backstory of our previous discussions on Dr. Otto.
0: And what the hell he is. And
1: what the hell he is, <laughs> wherein we-, we questioned, is Dr. Otto an alien? This movie, it seems like no...
0: No, it just seems like he's got a, a very specific... Deformity. Deformity, deformity. Which is that he has a fully articulated hand growing out of his head. Correct. Could be a vestigial twin
2: of some sort. Mm. We don't ah. know. Like is this like a
1: basket case scenario?
2: could be and he loves it so much that he put one on top of his lair <laughs> that's true <laughs> the
0: cave that it's he incredible. lives in it's like this amazing model it's just mostly skulls and then at the top is a little hand that points and shoots lasers which is the gloom beam the
2: one thing that i found about this movie as i re-watched it was how subversive it was. Oh,
1: absolutely. It,
2: it, oh, yeah. There's little things hidden in here, like the big, wonderful hero who's all American, oh. loves America, wants to be a senator, and all this stuff. <laughs> I know. He's a complete diplod, and his
0: whole relationship with Doris is complete. Oh, we have to get it's into so- it. Oh my God. We're gonna start at the beginning. The opening. Oh yeah. Our love festers like an open wound. Our love
3: festers. Can open round our sweetest torture.
0: We'll be starting soon. This movie opens with this amazing song by Bruce Arntzen. Yeah. It's called Our Love Festers Like an Open Moon. Ernest sang a bit of it in Slam Dunker. I Ernest. finally get the
1: backstory for the, I don't know, 10-minute sidebar that you and Cindy had it's about this song. song. It's an
0: amazing song. This is one of my favorite songs in the world.
1: My first note on Dr. Otto is this song is incredible.
0: It is. It's the most romantic <laughs> song about disgusting about things. About pus, yeah. yeah. Then you infect me, knowing I'll
3: infect you. Knowing nothing can make us immune
0: And our love festers Like an open wound and this plays over stock footage of disasters. Yeah, it's like, like destruction. towers collapsing, yep. buses crashing into trees, things exploding. <laughs> yeah. And then Dr. Otto says that they're his home movies. He says home movies are so relaxing. Like, those are just disasters that he caused.
1: Because, uh, and I quote, <laughs> world domination is a grueling, thankless job.
0: I just <laughs> love the art in this movie because, like, it pulls out and he's in a lab, which is totally dark, and then his lab is just, like, illuminated. The lights just come on and, like, reveals all. This insane technology, and there's like stalagmites everywhere. They're underground. Yeah, it's all lit like red, purple, and green. It's insane. Everyone's the, the costume s- is insane. The set design in this is
2: crazy. They did really, really well. And
1: you know, <laughs> we have sort of a, of a visual language for what contraptions look like in the Ernest universe. Yeah, and this fits perfectly into that aesthetic. This looks like those weird suits he wears in Ernest Goes to Africa. It looks Tubes, like there's, there's like
0: springs. It looks like the lights, machine from
1: Ernest Goes to. To exactly. School. Yeah. It's got that kind of like crazy. Well, just, you
0: always say clues together. It,
1: it is hundred percent clues together. Yeah. It's just like we're gonna huck a bunch of it's wires. Like it was made yeah.
0: out of garbage, <laughs> it
1: but looks but like, amazing. But not in like a lazy way. Like no, it's, it's, it's very like creative, intentional, it's resourceful. yes yeah.
2: it is. You can tell that they specifically designed this in such a way, like the springs being there. Like the springs are controls.
0: Like, right? somebody like presses the spring like it's a button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rapidly.
1: One of the buttons is just like a foam ball, like I half of a Nerf it. ball.
0: Dr. Otto's lab is amazing. His assistants are also wearing like crazy stuff. It's
1: kind of Mad Maxi a little bit.
0: Well, I was looking at the headpieces
2: oh. of, I think it was yeah. Tina. It looks like a colander, and then there's like a spatula. Yep. And then one of those things that you put on the front of your changing room door at a store in her oh, hair. Oh, man. Rhonda Sue's outfits that was, are
0: incredible, too. Yeah. She's got the drape stuff, right? The one yeah. that, yeah. And
1: like the air ducts coming out of her left breast, I believe.
3: Yeah.
0: That's the main, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. She, Rhonda Sue is amazing. She like yeah. the one that does not, she's like the super modelish one. Like yeah. she's super yeah. tall and she just sits around not caring. She's very blase. Yeah. And she is the coolest <laughs> one of the girls. It seems like she's been with Dr. Otto like the longest. And yeah. She just is over it. And then like (laughs) Tina is crazy but sweet and Monique is just extremely loyal. Does not pay off for Monique. I mean,
1: I would almost say that Rhonda Sue is to Otto as Doris is to Lance.
0: He's more of his right hand woman, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I gotta say, I love the design of Willie. Yes! His head is like a bucket, right?
1: It is a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then his face is just a giant, a smiley face. The original emoticon. Yes. The with... original, right, the yep. smiley face, and it changes based on his mood. <laughs> or his quote-unquote costume change. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't wait. Okay, so so Dr. Otto's big plan is he built a giant magnet that he calls a gloom beam, and I guess because it's a magnet, it messes up credit cards.
1: That's the idea. That's what yeah. it is, right? Okay. Credit cards, yeah. like bank computers, that kind of a he thing. He
0: zaps, he zaps. The they, world. It's great, because the, the robot goes,
1: What is your choice for the target, Doctor?
2: <laughs> Cincinnati, of course. The financial capital
3: of Southern Ohio.
0: <laughs> so he zaps Cincinnati with his gloom beam, and then the way that they visualize the economy collapsing is just like, you see a piggy bank just explode. <laughs> Correct. Yep. And then like just like words appearing on the screen like deficits, insufficient funds, automatic graphs. The financial headquarters that we constantly see is the Speedy Book. Yes. The uh,
1: Cincinnati Bank and Trust.
0: Right. Slash Speedy Buck.
1: Where I just want to point this out, the bank president is the army general from Havern hey It's My Family album.
0: Oh really? Yeah,
1: the guy who introduces a Sporrel.
0: Ah. And Mac Bennett is mm-hmm. is in here explaining what's happened to the Cincinnati economy.
1: Well, as Cincinnati goes, so goes the nation.
0: (laughs) I love it. What Max says is, while the loss of Cincinnati is relatively meaningless, (laughs) this could start a chain reaction. Right. And Dr. Rana's plan is pretty good. Like he knows that Cincinnati is small, but he's going for a domino effect. It's very methodical. And it, it works. Well, and also, don't uh, Billy Burge is in it, too, for yes. oh, like yeah. five
2: seconds as, as a gas station. That's right. <laughs> and he actually talks.
0: Well, we- this is like the big lesson, because he's like, I don't know how we got along before the credit card. And then Dr. I was like, nope. Yeah. You fools yeah. and your digital money.
1: As Doctor Otto is using the Gloom Beam on Cincinnati, we see sort of various like slice of life kind of mm-hmm. ways in which people are being affected, and one of them is Bill Burgie as this gas station attendant mm-hmm. who uh tries to have a customer pay with a credit card and it does not work because Magnets.
0: There is a real theme of like our economy could collapse now that we're moving away from paper money to digital and someone could shoot a giant magnet at it and we'd be doomed.
1: This is always the issue with earnest films, right? Or earnest, (laughs) earnest brain trust films. It's always like, did they sit down and think about these sorts of things or did they sit down and go, yeah, that's funny, write that?
0: I know. I feel like they did think about this. I feel like this was a thing in the 80s where people are like, you know, now that our money is like intangible we could be really screwed if something that was what the Y2K scare was all about
1: I mean this is like what three years before the recession of the 80s like
2: this is like the whole subversive thing that I was I I mentioned because it really is like a big old they have a guy put a gun in his mouth yeah yeah. It's for
1: comic (laughs) effect
2: What's he gonna do, mommy? Kids! Oh my god! Was that you, eleven-year-old
1: Jessica, (laughs) asking questions? What are you watching?
0: I'm just like (laughs) he's gonna blow his brains out. (laughs) And the graphs again—the set design, the art in earnest movies. I love the graphs in the boardroom of the Speedy Buck, which is just—it's just zigzags going down. Pictures, graphs. Yep. There's no information. Wasn't it like a dollar sign exploding? This is how we know the economy (laughs) is collapsing is a dollar sign explodes. There's a lot of explosions in this movie.
1: There, You know, for such a low or what I would perceive as a low budget film, there is like an incredible amount of like A, optical lightning effects, which are all beautiful. Gorgeous. And B...
0: Oh Explosion
1: God. of model and like practical They're, miniatures. I guess it doesn't
0: cost much to blow something up. No. But it does cost to build things. Oh, bu- yeah. They blow up miniatures. Oh, and I have to say, cartoon electricity are one true love. Yep. It just starts off right away. I mean, Aaron,
1: the main the main everywhere. thing in this movie, the main weapon is a magnet. <laughs> It's magnetism, <laughs> magnetism in the Earnest universe.
2: Which it, here's something interesting. If you go back and watch V on DVD, okay, the guy that made it, Kenneth Johnson, yeah, it's so funny. Who is amazing? Yep. He um, talks about the laser effects in the TV series and how every time a laser rifle—that's why you see so many reusings of things. Every time a laser effect was used back then, around the same time this was made, thousand dollars. Ooh. Whoa. I believe it. He goes, every time, and So, like throughout the thing, he'll go, $1,000. You'll hear him be like, oh, man. He's producer
0: And he's like, $1,000. There's cartoon electricity and lasers all over this. Yeah. yeah, movie. It's, yeah. yeah oh, my God. All right. All right. It's all right.
1: our one chance to make a film, guys. Let's just throw everything in. <laughs> We're everything. never going to get to do this again.
0: All right. So let's get to the riddle. Ah, uh, yes. So, what Dr. Otto does after he starts this chain reaction of the economy being destroyed,
1: it's a very super villain move. <laughs>
0: yeah. He makes his announcement to the world. He has Robot Willie record him. He's got all his girls in front of him. And then he sits down and he starts saying this riddle to the world as the girls just like switch poses. They do supermodel poses. They're voguing, exactly. Yeah, he
1: like rented the Robert Palmer dancers for an afternoon.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. But he starts
1: starts the riddle by saying...
0: He broadcasts this everywhere, by the way.
1: Okay, trivia freaks, are you ready? Because I'm only going to say it once and not very clearly.
0: I love that line. Like, okay, trivia, you ready? <laughs> and I have to listen to what he says, like, a few times to get it, because he is a muffled speaker. He's doing his. His, uh, his
1: Vincent Price. Vincent Price. <laughs> Wasn't that fun?
0: Doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> so his evil riddle is when the money is scrambled to the very last cent, riots and hatred soon will commence. Ah, yes. It's I, Dr. Otto, who's playing on you this trick. Ick, Ick. Ick, Ick. Ick, Ick. Shnick, Ick, Ick. <laughs> and then he says, and who is Dr. Otto?
3: It's he who had an eye, and yet couldn't see. It's he who served bullies when he was she. It's he who gambled with brains and a gun. It's he who had all, and yet did none.
0: What he is doing is foreshadowing the entire plot progression of the movie. That oh, yeah. is just everything that happens. Yep. He changes into various characters and does this thing. He's basically telling you, so every time you run into this character, it's me. They never figure that out. But he does tell us, and it's pretty cool. No, and that's, that's the
2: funny part is because Lance acts like he's got it all figured out, and he's so smart. Of course And he, he does. gets
0: played every time. <laughs> and Jessica, it's very appropriate that you are on this episode because you are a giant horror fan. Yes. You're a horror (laughs) fan writer, that's your thing. That's my thing. That's what you do. (laughs) Jessica writes for
2: Horror Hound magazine, right? I write for Horror Hound magazine, and yeah, I have a a webzine called Fangirl Magazine. And it all is to blame on Jim Varney and a bunch of other things that twisted my brain when I was young.
0: And this movie has the structure of a horror movie. That was David pointed out. That
1: was the first thing that I I noticed about this movie. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. They're like they're kind of running from set piece to set piece, being chased by like this weird.
0: Location to location, encountering this villain and almost getting killed in a different way. Yeah. Right. So what the government does, or what Cincinnati does.
1: Sure. Cincinnati Bank and Trust.
0: They call upon- Somebody hates the Midwest, by the way, that whoever made this hates the Midwest. There's so many digs at Cincinnati. They call upon Lance Sterling and his uh, principal secretary, Secretary, Doris Talbot, to stop Dr. Otto. So this character, Lance, he's a character that is a-stupid- be full of bravado. And he shows up and he says,
1: I'll solve this twisted riddle and bring this tasteless totalitarian to justice. Put your faith in America's champion.
0: Now, Lance, on paper, is extremely similar to Ernest. Agreed. Most of his dialogue, on paper, it looks like you could just say Ernest as the character saying <laughs> it. Absolutely. And I never realized that until like the third rewatch. I was like, holy crap. Lance is earnest. Yeah. What's crazy to me is like Lance, they repeatedly establish that Lance comes from a really high class family, good breeding, quote unquote, is highly educated.
1: We see his backstory where he gets a set of encyclopedias for Christmas, his very own set of encyclopedias.
0: Classism is a huge theme in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all about I'm going to throw out a big hot button word here. Privilege. Mm. This movie is all about like Lance's privilege versus Otto's disadvantages. Oh, yeah. And how that shaped them.
2: Well, like the one line he says to Doris about you women don't, you always run away from, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh.
0: Wow, I don't. Rem- I didn't remember that. Yeah, he's, he's he's the epitome of white male privilege. He is. Yep. He absolutely yep. is. It was really interesting to me because I was like, on paper, he is Ernest, but the fact that he's starting with every advantage as opposed to Ernest, who's it, that's the opposite of Ernest's backstory. It like recontextualizes all his behavior. Mm. If Ernest came from a place of privilege like Lance does, all his like bravado and like the way he speaks, it would be irritating. Oh, sure. Yeah. But because he comes from such a low standing, Ernest's behavior is like almost admirable. Or it's like, it's yeah, admirable because you know he's, he's... trying to better himself. Yeah. yeah. Ernest, he's the same, but he comes from a place of being uneducated, whereas Lance comes from a place of being educated. And it's sort of like, it's almost like an inverted Ernest because mm. Lance is dumb and educated and Ernest is like smart and uneducated. Yeah,
1: we should we should probably... It's
0: crazy.
1: We should probably also say, you know, we have a lot of discussions about what it means to be smart on this show. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of discussions about the fact that Ernest is not dumb.
0: Mm-hmm. Lance
1: Sterling is a moron. He is. He is like, he is the buffooniest buffoon who ever buffooned.
0: Which is crazy because like, again, on paper, He's Ernest. The words that come out of his mouth are Ernest's words. There's a
1: point where he's wearing like a blue sweater, like kind of draped over <laughs> yeah. his shoulders. And I was like, that kind of looks like like a I mean, blue he vest. He
0: says things that Ernest later says in Ernest movies verbatim.
1: Well, and you know, we talk a lot about how Ernest has sort of these Indiana Jones moments. Mm. Lance Sterling looks like preppy Indiana Jones. He does. He's got like a polo shirt and like a blue sweater, and he's got the fedora.
0: I don't want to say he's Ernest. I wanna say he's Ernest on paper. Their backstory change Everything. And also it showed me the difference a performer makes. Mm. Like mm-hmm. these words coming out of who's it? Mike Mueller, I believe. Something placed, like that. Yeah. Versus Who these- was
1: one of the parents in Ernest Scared Stupid.
0: Ah, versus these words coming out of Ernest. And like, let's not, add to take anything away from Mike Mueller's performance, but just to say that it, it comes across very differently sure. when Jim Barney performs this kind of dialogue. Well, he lives up to his first name. He's very earnest. There you yeah, go. I think we've said before that that's a great word that actually accurately describes Jim Barney's performance style. Sure, absolutely. It's completely earnest.
1: And even in that one scene where Lance and Doris are introduced, like the fact that he's saying put your faith in America's champion, Mm -hmm. like that's a very like flowery way of saying, of introducing oneself.
0: And you know what? And this is also interesting. When Lance says that, the people at the bank say, we will, because we totally believe in you. Right. We have every confidence that you can do this. Hmm. And that is, Lance does not earn that at all. It's completely where he's coming from. It's completely his privilege. If Ernest said that, they would just be like, Psh. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But You're this white movie trash. is about yeah. classism. <laughs>
1: This yeah. is. I feel like I'm only making like sounds for like the last ten minutes, just because like I'm just I've never thought about this stuff before. But you're absolutely right.
0: Yeah, and also, and that's like, why Otto hates Lance so much. Well,
1: it's that whole like '80s idea of like the yuppie, like the genesis of the yuppie culture, and how like yep. even if we go and we'll get to this in a second, like the backstory of the fact that Otto and uh, Lance. Not only were born simultaneously, but also went to high school together. And like yep. Lance was like the patriotic jock, mm-hmm. and and Otto was like the science geek.
0: Yeah, that's yep. yeah, like the birth scene. Oh my god! Dumping. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah, so Tina like is falling for Lance.
1: Tina, who I should I haven't pointed this out yet, but is the mom of Kenny from Scared Stupid.
0: Oh my goodness! Yep. That just blew my mind. So I love Tina. So Tina, yeah, one of Otto's assistants. So Otto constantly has like some kind of drone camera following Doris and Lance around. Yeah. Because he's always watching (laughs) them. And Tina's also watching them and kind of falling for Lance, going, Oh, he's cute. He's whatever, Tina.
1: He's no earnest. (laughs) He's no
0: earnest. Exactly. (laughs) What man is? So she's falling for him and she keeps asking Otto questions. And so Otto keeps telling us the backstory of both himself and Lance. And we find out that he and Lance, Otto says, were born in the same town on the same day. Mm. Right. And then we see like the contrast of how they were born. So Lance is in like this pristine white hospital.
1: White in every sense of the word.
0: It's. I mean, that's the thing. Like every time, like Lance's backstory is like everything is it's white, almost angelic, and perfect. And, yeah. yeah. And Otto's backstory, everything is black and like totally dark. And yeah, I love really that he good. goes, "Hello, mommy. Hello, daddy." <laughs> can
1: we can we say also going back to Hey, Vern, it's Ernest? Like both Otto and Lance are talking, talking babies. babies.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like the nurse comes in and she's like, "Little Lance is the favorite of the hospital." Why? All oh, the nurses
2: love him. Why?
1: For no reason. It's a, gu- a good, good family. breeding yep. thing. Yeah. Hello, mother. Hello, father. I'm so glad you're my
3: parents.
0: Oh. <laughs> and then Otto's, <laughs> Otto's baby scene is one of the most Horror insane wine. things Jessica, that I've ever witnessed.
1: Jessica, as someone who watched this as, uh, I don't know, a 10 or 11-year-old, would you like to describe the Otto baby scene?
2: So basically, it's something out of the pits of Frankenstein and hell where <laughs> the nurse is dragging this squirming sack of, of rubbish that looks like it's been beat on the ground a couple of times. It's yep. and making a terrible sound. It, oh, it's making boy. this squeeching sound and she's dragging it through this pit of despair like dungeon yep. and, and she tells uh, Otto's mommy who looks like she's a ragged beggar woman. She looks like Helena bottom
1: Carter is like first role totally does yes yeah.
2: yes she has for some reason Otto, who's in the same town as lance his nurse sounds like she's
0: german <laughs> <laughs> that's right in <laughs> the same town Madame diamond i have terrible news for you
2: it lived and she dumps the baby on the ground. Oh my god. With and there's all this gunk it just and, 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 out and like and I don't plop. know afterbirth maybe. Yeah, there's there's,
1: there's some gr- gross ephemera. Body. Yeah.
2: And it lands on the ground and it's little Otto going ow, 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 and he's got the little hand on his head and, <laughs> and it's Jim Varney's face sticking out of the ground hole. somewhere as with Aaron, a little baby body that's squirming. And as
1: Erin once said, you cannot go wrong with sticking Jim Varney's big face in something. <laughs>
0: Wow! I said you can't go wrong sticking Jim Barton's big dumb face through a hole. Oh my god! Never and fails. So, and,
2: and his mother just starts doing this scream of despair,
0: and it just keeps going. And he's going ma ma ma
3: ma.
1: Accurate,
0: and he's kind of pounce like my YouTube,
2: my obsessed. It's so awesome. I was la. I remember just laughing
0: my ass my ass off when I watched this as a kid. As a kid, oh man.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think this is explaining a lot about the vocation that you eventually decided to. I
0: know,
2: but That's it was seen. it's so just different from the the beautiful. You know, it's so subversive and a big old slap on all of these. <laughs> You know, he didn't have any money, so you get to have your kid in a bag of trash. Yeah, and then I have terrible news.
0: It lived is yep. like the worst baby announcement ever. <laughs> like it's so wrong. It's yep. so terrible. <laughs> yes, that scene. I was watching the scene. I said, "This is this is incredible." And you gotta wonder. You gotta <laughs> know that
2: there were kids watching this. I know. Mom, it. Ernest is on the box. <laughs> can
0: we can we rent this?
1: cut 2 <laughs> What is this
0: Oh my god and then the Christmas Oh. oh oh the Christmas thing is the best. Fast forward. Otto and Lance are now about maybe like I guess like eleven years old, maybe well, ten said, years old. Yeah, it said like ten. It said ten years later. So ten years. Ten. Okay. The reason
1: the reason both Jessica and Aaron are confused about how to describe that is because Otto and Lance at every single age are played by the <laughs> still, same actors. Yeah, still
0: played by so ten
1: year old Lance is like, I don't know, a forty-year-old man.
0: Yeah, and yeah. Otto is still played by ten year old Otto, is still Jim Varney Wearing just, some
1: kind of like babushka or yeah, something. I don't just even know what.
0: It's Christmas time and it's cold. Sure. Gotta keep that hand warm. So Otto's got a babushka on also because he's European. (laughs)
1: That's
3: (laughs) true. He
0: runs up to like Lance's house and looks through the window. Also, his run up to the window is hysterical.
1: Well, it's almost (laughs) like you're like walking on like hot coals and you're like trying to keep your whole body like as far from the ground as possible.
0: Yes, it's like your arms are up, but it's a limp-wristed thing. And he skips along to the window and Otto looks through the window at Lance's Christmas, which is the most all-American Goodie too. she has got George Washington hanging above the That's fireplace. That's amazing. Take a drink whenever you see a portrait of George Washington. That's true. <laughs> this comes from more true. than once. And it's this idyllic Christmas with uh, Twinkly, Our Country Tis of the is playing.
1: <laughs> I think so, yeah. La,
0: la, 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 la. It's a pristine Christmas. Lance is in red velvet pajamas or something. It's a onesie. It's a onesie. That's right. Yeah. It's like a, a, <laughs> a giant yeah, onesie. A, a, a...
1: It's the Christmas you would expect for Mr. Lance cutesy bootsy never gets poop on his shoes Sterling.
0: Crosses at the Vox Sterling. <laughs> yeah. So Otto has to watch this. And you're totally with Otto. You're like, yes, this is revolting. The yep. Christmas is like. It's
1: like every 80s commercial for like M&Ms around the holidays. Just like the.
0: Yes. The whitest M&M's thing commercial? possible. Lance gives this gift to his parents. Which is a model of the White House that he made out of toothpicks
1: in his spare time. In his spare
0: time, and then he says, "I'm yep. going to be a senator when I grow up." And then he wants, because it's Christmas, we have to say,
2: <laughs> "Mom, Dad, can we once? Want... It's Christmas. What do you think, Dad?" Yeah, you know, the mom. The mom has dad. to ask
1: permission of the dad because yeah, yeah. that's how patriarchy works.
2: <laughs> and then they have to say the Pledge of Allegiance, and it's like, "Wow."
0: Sure, son. Since it's Christmas, I I pledge allegiance to the flag flag of the United States of America. America. That's when Otto was like, I can't say I can't take it. He's actually a (laughs) into (laughs) intro. He actually pukes. But I forgot to say,
2: did you notice that his little hand helped him out and wiped away some of the snow on the window? Yes, I did. It was like a little, like a
0: windshield (laughs) wipe. That's incredible. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) It wiped his forehead like a windshield. You
1: know, can I can I sidebar about the hand for a second? Yeah. It really is like like uh, like Muppet style puppetry. There's like puppets that have the sack kind of puppets where it's one person does the mouth mm-hmm. and the uh, left hand, and the other person does the right hand. That's really what this is. It's like
0: Doctor Otto's a, head an ex- and an
1: extension of himself. That's like the the acting all has to be kind of like timed out really well, and like whoever the head hand is is doing like a fantastic job as always because they're so in sync in terms of their he, like. Is it
0: Glenn Patach? Yeah, it's Glenn Patel. Okay. okay. Yeah, but I never know he even had a credit. Yeah, he's also he one of the credit. writers. He's it's... an Ernest Brain Trust member. He's an er- We know, we know. So then Otto's Christmas, of course. After <laughs> Otto watches this, he vomits in the snow. He says, I can't take this. He runs home. This is crazy, too, because Lance says to his parents, this is the best Christmas ever, and you're the best parents anyone ever had. And Otto runs home to to the the Christmas of the Von Schnicks, which is like in a hut.
1: It's the shakiest. It's the
0: most miserable shack of like wretched poverty. Yeah. Like, and they're sitting there, so it's his it's, parents are like disheveled. They and it, you're right, his mom is like it's oh. Helena Bonham
1: Carter, yeah. <laughs> and Otto's dad, who I did not realize until today, he kind of looks like who does he look like? Um,
0: Captain Lou Albano, thank you, that's the name I was looking for. <laughs> awesome,
2: uh,
1: he kind of looks like Captain Lou Albano, but he talks with the same Dr. Otto Lisp, mm-hmm. which I didn't pick up on awesome, until today, right? Yeah,
0: what the heck yep. his accent is, I don't know, I'm not sure. He's European, <laughs> and Otto's gotten them a gift. And he, uh, Otto is again, is also watching this through his window, he just peeks into the window of his own shack home and watches his parents talk about this gift that he got them and they're saying like oh dr maybe he ran away maybe he ran (laughs) away Otto, because he's 10 years old maybe he's run away (laughs) maybe he won't come back maybe he frees to death in the snow (laughs) we should only be so lucky
2: but he did get us a christmas present this year what a surprise the only thing i ever got for me before was nightmares
0: and then they're like, maybe we can sell it. And for Otto's like looking through the window, like shaking his head, like, no, don't sell my present. Then they get excited and they're like, okay, let's see what Otto got. His loving parents.
1: Cut to the outside.
0: Otto prances away.
1: Yeah, the the raptor arm prance. The <laughs>
0: raptor He runs, skips away from his home. It's this quiet and then There's a giant explosion as his house erupts into flames Yeah, because he gave them a bomb for Christmas and murdered his parents. And then chillingly quotes Lance saying, this is the best Christmas ever and you're the best parents anyone ever.
3: Had. Had.
0: (laughs) And, like, that is essentially, like, how Otto is just, like, the darkest inversion. Yeah. The dark opposite of Lance. Sure. And then he skips
2: off singing Jingle Bells.
1: It's it's so weird. He's
2: 10, by the
0: way.
1: (laughs) It's, It's so weird that Dr. Otto is, like, the dark inversion of Lance because he is, like, and you guys can tell me if you disagree with this or not, but he is, like, the way more sympathetic character. Yeah. Like every time oh, Lance yeah. is on screen, I'm just like, shut up, Lance. Because
0: he's an underdog.
1: Yeah. It's just so weird that, like, the murderer is much more yeah. relatable than the sort of um, preppy white hero. bread hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And the movie knows that.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, we established with his birth that his parents didn't even want him.
3: Yeah.
0: Because he was, and he hadn't even done, he'd just been born, you know? He (laughs) didn't didn't do anything. I know. It's like their fates from the start. Like Lance is the the golden boy from the start, and Otto is hated from the start. It's just circumstance, you know? There's a big nature versus nurture question here. Sure, sure.
2: Uh, It's interesting that it follows through. You got to wonder why he's still going to high school, though, when
0: he doesn't have parents anymore. Well, because he wants to rise above his. He's got, because he has plans he's got big plans he wants to take over the world i think (laughs) i mean that's like otto's humble beginnings he wants to rise above that station he's like i gotta get back at the world for the position i was put in every great villain has to start somewhere yeah and i'm gonna take all
2: your money away just like i never had money Mm, there you go now he's gonna control the money yeah, yeah. He, he gets it. He knows who controls the money, controls the world.
0: Otto. The man. We're still talking about
1: Dr. Otto and the riddle of the gloom beam, right? <laughs> yeah. That's...
0: Oh, yeah, so the riddle, the riddle. Okay. Oh, yes. So back to the riddle.
1: Back in the present.
0: So Doris and Lance are now, they're trying to figure out this riddle. They're just driving along, in Lance's Cadillac, what does he got?
1: So Lance has a monogrammed convertible.
0: It says LS it's got, like, on it's it. Like, it's like a giant
2: LTD-sized car that you mm-hmm. can fit, like, 15 people in. <laughs>
0: and they're <laughs> driving along in this, and Doris... Doris... Doris is driving, Lance is riding shotgun and just trying to figure out the riddle, and he's like, oh, It's he who had an eye but could not see. Do you suppose that could be Mr. Potato Head? Uh, it doesn't feel right, Lance. And Doris is obviously- the smart one.
1: I mean, compared to Lance, it's not that hard of a.
0: And Lance <laughs> is incredibly condescending to Doris. Oh like, yeah, through the whole oh, movie. Yeah. Doris is, by the way, we didn't say it. Doris is Jackie Welch. Yeah. She's amazing, and I'm so happy to see her in a starring role.
1: Yeah, she's great.
0: She's here, and she's great, and her and outfit. I love her outfit. Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a good one.
0: She's just, like, in a purple jumpsuit, and she looks so cool.
1: She's, like, ready for action.
0: She's awesome, and she is, like, the hero. Oh, yeah. If either her or Lance are, she is. She's the one that gets stuff done. Yep. Yep. Lance is incredibly condescending, doesn't appreciate her at all, but she is a hero, Doris is awesome.
1: In the past, we've described people like um, Nurse St. Cloud from Ernest Goes to Camp and others yeah. as being like reasonable or like clear-minded folks. Yes, and that actually is how Doris is described by Lance in this movie. He describes her as level-headed, clear-thinking, and grace under pressure personified. Yeah, so she totally like, accurate. She not only embodies that type of character early in the Ernest Brain Trust filmmaking career, mm-hmm. but it also she's literally described with the words that we later use
0: <laughs> no. to describe
1: uh, her analogues in the future There are films. archetypes
0: in Ernest movies yes. that just yes. like are recurring and Doris is the clear minded one. Yes. And if no one has seen this that's has seen this yet that's listening she is an
2: African American woman. That's right. Yep. Make that point clear to you. She's an African American
0: woman and she's a badass. And she's a badass exactly. Also, this is. A, I love this character. Like she, same. She's amazing.
1: And also along those lines if anyone's listening to this who hasn't seen this movie Pause the podcast. Yeah, seriously, go find Don't. this movie. There's it's DVD- on there's DVDs. It's, it's on, YouTube. on YouTube. Just watch and enjoy, and then come back.
0: Don't not see this movie. This movie is yes. amazing. I
1: thought there was going to be more to that thought, but then no, there no, wasn't. No. Yeah.
0: Don't not see. You have to see this movie. That's
1: maybe a clearer way of saying that. Yeah.
0: So Otto basically he tracks them through this whole movie wherever they are. He just hops into his changing coffin, changes into another character, and then like intercepts them. So the, changing, so the changing coffin. Yep. Okay. Yay. We're at the changing coffin.
1: I'm going to scroll ahead to my note that just says, "Uh, and this was a direct quote from Aaron,
0: Ah, uh, the changing coffin! <laughs> the changing <laughs> coffin. How perfect is this? Like, they just were like, how do we write a way that Jim can do all his zany characters?
1: I find it adorable that it's like, okay, we want Jim to do all his zany characters. We've got to have a way that explains it. Yeah, right? otherwise and, it
0: makes make no sense. And then later they're just like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, he just does his characters. No, Whatever.
0: No, 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 no. Well, this one has a science reason why he is different it's, people. It's pure science. Pure science, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> the changing coffin is just this amazing chamber, this amazing metal chamber with lights all over it's it. It's wonderful. It reminds me of the transformation chamber from, from like Family, Family Matters.
1: Matters? <laughs> God bless our podcast. <laughs>
0: which I loved on that show, too.
1: That is a, a worthy uh, comparison <laughs> to make.
0: Otto goes into the... He marches into this chamber. I love that they call it a coffin, too. How harmony it is, is this? It's like one, too. It's great. Willy the Robot tells us that what it does is, like, it says it changes his features. Yes. It transmorgifies his speech and gives you, a, like, a sappy A nifty na- naf- naf- change of clothes yeah. or something like that.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of that joke in this movie, and I really appreciate it. It's that earnest joke of, like, let's give three or four examples of things and the fourth one is just absurd. It keeps happening. I'm just like... like, It's the rule of thirds. But it's also like so cozy. It's like, oh...
0: Yeah, this is the earnest world uh, that I know. I I know. Oh, this movie is like intensely familiar. Oh and, yeah. Like every time, like they did something that we've seen before in another earnest movie, it's like really satisfying. Like ah, there it is. And
1: it's interesting too because it's not only satisfying, but it's also this is where that came from.
0: I know. Yep. It's like, like the um. Genesis. Yeah, the, the Genesis planet of. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> is. It <laughs> is.
1: Ernest Brain Trust Black it's a Hole. A very
0: dense collection <laughs> of earnesty things. Yeah. But without restraint, this, like the id. This is. Of the only
1: time we will ever get to make a movie. Let's go for it. Yeah.
0: I love the
2: TV though on the outside that lets you see what's going on in there.
0: I love the changing coffin because like he goes in and like it's this like little tasty preview of what's coming because there's a screen on the changing coffin where you can see like Otto like making weird faces in there and then you just get like a little flash, just the briefest little flash of the character that's about to come out.
1: Right. So Doctor Otto gets in. Willie presses some buttons. Exposits. Oh my god. I believe he says. Hold
0: on to your RNA, Doctor. Yeah, he does. Yes. Which is funny. <laughs> and the first little flash we get is, well, Willie says, your first your first character he basically tells us, hey, the first character Audience <laughs> is gonna be <laughs> Rudd Hardtack, who he describes as a, a socially unacceptable mercenary. That valid. I think he's Australian. We were, I was that, trying, that's like, what, what I was a- I was asking yeah. you, what what accent is Jim Varney going for? A lot of ruddy. Is <laughs> a lot of ruddy? Does a lot of A uh,
1: I believe I just said Australian
0: Question, question mark. mark. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. It's on his list of accents on his resume. Yeah. So he just intercepts Lance and Doris. He's like, okay, I'm this character. Now I'm going to stop Lance and Doris. I'm going to mess with them. The way he stops them is that like... He brings spikes out of the road yeah, it's, that it's, puncture their tires, but then, like, a giant boulder also falls down in the front of the car, and then, like, three giant axes. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, Some more it's spikes absurd. come up from the side. Yeah. It's overkill. And, the spikes and would have is, sufficed. Uh,
2: where's, do you, can you call AAA? <laughs> and Doris looks at him like, what the hell is wrong with this? I don't think this is covered.
1: But it's it's all a ruse to get Lance and Doris to the and I quote Rudd HardTech Daycare Mercenary Training Camp.
0: This gave me Ernest goes to camp.
1: Oh, like, absolutely. For
0: like, oh, yep. this is a dark prelude to Ernest Goes to Camp. It's just a ton of <coughs> kids. It's a Boy Scout troop that they've gotten to be in the movie. Yeah. I think like jo- Josh Cherry's
1: oh,
3: we're... Boy Scout troop. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Boy who, Scout troop.
1: Who we've previously seen in Ernest in the Army.
0: Baby Cherry, Corporal Davis. Yep. It's his Boy Scout troop. And these kids just have like- Machine guns yeah, it's and like rifles. weapons.
1: And
2: knives. Like, they're bayoneting <laughs> images. I love that they have uh, these dummies with oh, Lance right. and Doris's faces yeah. on them. Mm-hmm. And they're bayoneting them in the
0: face. They're training these kids to kill them on sight, basically. Although they don't. So, like, Doris and Lance come into the forest, because now they're stranded, and they find this mercenary training camp. And Lance is like, oh, this is good American training. Good form, <laughs> kids. And Doris <laughs> is just, just like. You're
1: so incredibly stupid.
0: And Doris is just like, this is bad? Yeah. Question much. mark? <laughs> Poor Doris just has to follow Lance in whenever he stupidly wanders into it. clearly nefarious situation. Yeah. And they're just a- immediately captured by Dr. Otto, who's now Rudd Hardtack, and his girls and robot. Now, what I love is that the robot and girls also change costume. <laughs> I assume <laughs> the they have to do it manually. Otto's is through the changing coffin. But the girls are wearing camo. And they look, aw- Wanda Sue always looks super supermodel. She looks amazing all she- the time.
1: I agree with you. She does always look amazing. Uh, Rhonda Sue, that actress, is also in the Jim Varney film, Fast Food.
2: I love it's all like It's like the most incestuous group of actors ever. I know. We're making a
1: movie. There's this no is the only words. time we'll get to do it. We're going to invite everyone we know. We'll head to the Dollar Tree together. We'll pick up all the costumes.
0: Oh, and Willie is in camo. Willie also has always has a costume. Everyone always yeah. has a costume change. Willie is in camo, and he, like even his smiley face emoticon mask is yeah. camo. And so they're captured, and Rudd Hardtack, he's just a guy that says, A what, and Kami a lot. And
1: Rhonda Sue is continuously like, He'll be like, I'm gonna get those. Yeah. And then she'll just be like,
0: yeah." <laughs> She's the person that's just like perpetually filing her nails.
1: Yeah. She has the aura of just like infinite eye rolling.
0: Yeah. She is just embodies the supermodel like, aloofness. aloofness.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs>
0: and that's what she is. Yep. Pull this. Ready?
1: Commies. Come in the
2: guest room over there.
0: <laughs> and they put Lance and Doris in this cage with like a skeleton. <laughs>
2: Because it's a horror movie, and Lance is like in the corner, crawling up the side of the cage and being eked out. What by singing like Lance it?
0: starts singing like, can... "Oh, let's keep our spirits up." Again, it's a very earnesty thing to say. Yeah, like let's keep our spirits up. Let's sing a song. But again, this is a performance thing. Like Ernest would say it earnestly. You know, you believe he's got. He exudes like genuine optimism, but Lance right. is more. It comes off as like really patronizing well, and condescending it's just complete bravado it's, it comes off as arrogant is yeah. what it
1: is it also feels to me and I'm not sure if I can say this in the way that I'm thinking it but it feels to me also sort of like later era Ernest where he starts to feel yeah. less familiar
0: kind of like Africa yeah like bit.
1: that era where it's like oh I can see that you're still Ernest but you're also like a little bit like coarser yeah. Like it's like they have it you know, we talk about how the Ernest universe in terms of the film franchise, it's like always bookends. Yeah. It's weird that like this Ernesty character like starts with that kind of vibe and then later Ernest himself and he's really after sweet, developing and then, like, really, kind of returns yeah. to that a bit.
0: Yeah. Although I think with Army he got a little softer again. Oh and I mean, we rounded it out. Ben
1: Ali, I feel like yeah, had something that to helps. do with that.
0: So what Rudd Hardtack Otto wants to do is play like Russian roulette with them basically. He just messes he just like intercepts them and then just like tortures them basically.
1: Like a horror movie.
0: <laughs> what I love is that Rhonda Sue, again, her supermodel aloofness, she just like walks up to the cage and she's like, Otto or uh, uh, a or whatever, <laughs> like she, wants you to play this game. Like she doesn't she bother does not care. at all all, and they never pick up on it. I love her for that.
1: <laughs> no, her disdain is is incredible.
0: She doesn't She's care. She's so bored. <laughs> She's always bored. She's over the theatrics of all of this. like, yeah, this is my day.
1: Another thing that starts to sort of get dropped here and comes up at certain points kind of in the background later is that Otto, as Rudd Hardtack, makes some sort of like offhand comment about how Lance Sterling has been politically inactive since his unsuccessful
2: oh, Senate yeah. race. Oh, yeah, like
0: Willie tells uh, Oh, he what, does it as, uh, Dan- as Guy the too Yeah, they, they yeah. Keep, there's there's a couple of references to the fact that Lance tried to get a position as a senator and failed. And that is like it seems like the one sticking point in Lance that he hates that he didn't get his senate seat.
1: Well, 10-year-old Lance he like, says, says I'm going to be a senator, I'm going to yeah. become part of the political system. Well, that's system.
0: the one big disappointment that like Lance thought he would totally get this senate seat and he didn't. And it it irks him. It's almost <laughs>
1: like a like an earnest level offhand comment of like oh yeah me and ernie jr or back when i was in nam it's that thing again of just like we're gonna say this we're gonna put it out into the movie but we're not gonna like draw any attention to it and we're just gonna move no, on no but
0: it's definitely there and it definitely it factors into lance's character that's the one time that his entitlement did not get him the th- like he felt entitled to that and he didn't get it
1: yeah it's, it's the one time he was unable to fail upward
0: yeah fail upward i like i like how they keep referring back to that yeah
1: it struck me just because it took me, like, till, like, the fourth or fifth time I watched this movie to, Same. like, start picking up on that.
0: And then they play Spin the Barrel.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah, they Russian roulette. Russian... They call yeah. it
0: Spin the Barrel. A Rudd Hardtack sits down with Doris and uh, Lance, and then he's got his robot and his girls around him. Rudd goes first. He, like, spins the chamber, right? That's how it works. Mm-hmm. That's how guns yeah. guns. And then he cheats. He, like, shoots Willie's head. He, like, right. he points the gun at Willie. Empty chamber. And then he gives the gun to Doris. And so Doris is going to be forced to take a shot through her head. And it's this happens a couple of times. It's just really tense, claustrophobic framing. As like Doris is terrified and she obviously she doesn't want to do it. And meanwhile, Lance is getting like angrier and angrier. And it turns out that he's upset that she's going first. Yes. Yep. The first time I watched it, I thought he was like pretending to be angry so that he could like sacrifice himself. And take the shot but no he's That's, just genuinely mad that she's going first
1: you're operating on the assumption that lance is like a normal like yeah. well-rounded person
0: no he's just angry again this is an entitlement thing yep. that she's going before him the thing that
2: stood out to me was how lance grabs willie and like boom 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 <laughs> like in quick succession yeah tries to shoot him eight times and it doesn't work of course which is nice but Oh my God! Well, this is your hero, ladies and gentlemen. Billy
0: indestructible like- anyway, so there's a, But yeah, like Lance, he he grabs the gun and then yeah, he just basically copies what Otto slash Hardtack did. Yeah, because he's yeah. a coward. Yeah. I also love that when he says like I should be able to go first, like he points to himself with the gun. Repeatedly. It's the gun re- it's, that it's, shot is. I great. should go
1: first. It's it's very <laughs> Plan Nine, the, the police officer like yeah. pointing the gun at himself.
0: And then Lance keeps trying to shoot it and eventually shoots what is this? a ceiling fan so ceiling fan. let's
1: backtrack for one second they are in a tent in That's, the forest right i don't believe i don't believe we see the ceiling fan until <laughs> the gun goes off right the ceiling fan falls on the table and it is never spoken of again it's another like incredible like blink and you'll miss it joke and then you have to sit there but, and wait, be like,
0: like wait how did the tent have a ceiling
1: fan? it's yeah it's it's that thing of like i sit there and like it's maybe 30 seconds later that i'm like Wait. A Wait. Minute. Was that a ceiling fan? Why? <laughs> How? Where are we?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Another thing I really like in that scene is that when they're playing, uh, what is it? Spin the barrel. The barrel, barrel as they call it. Uh, there's a very intense music, and the <laughs> the music is basically the viral Moon Pod music from Haven yes! episode it one.
0: is. it totally is. Music, by the way, by oh, something Keister. Shane Keister? Uh, or Keister. Awesome music and awesome editing by- all, all the music in this is great. The editor. It's wonderfully 80s. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. So it's good. Awesome. It's like all synths. Like,
1: as much as I love the Dr. Otto theme from Hey Vern, the Dr. This Otto theme in this movie is a the million music, times better. Oh, my God.
0: The music in his lap is just like exhilarating. I like, just wanted yeah!
1: to. want it to play in the background of my life heaven. all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what it is. This movie is 80s heaven. Yep. yep. So when they shoot the ceiling fan out of the tent, everyone, because pretty much everyone in the scene is holding a gun, everyone starts shooting their guns. Children like, pop
1: up and just have, like, rifles. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. And they're just spraying bullets everywhere. And, like, in the chaos, Lance and Doris just run away and escape. Right. And Lance is just like, don't you want your turn? Her, her her. I'm an idiot. After that, it isn't
2: that the scene where um Otto comes out of the coffin and he oh, yeah, tells Billy,
0: you let him get away. That's- you let him. See, that's the dress. <laughs> he yells at Willie. You let him get away. And Willie like flips. (laughs) He's just like
1: Willie is having
3: none of this. I did
0: literally everything you asked me to do.
3: Sir, my actions were specifically directed at capturing Lance Turling. It would be logical to assume that as you say, I let him get away. I can't believe you said that. Yeah.
0: I just love the 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 tiny little interpersonal things that happen occasionally between Willie and Otto are great. Like there's another scene where like Willie is standing behind Dr. Otto in the lab. He's just standing there, and Otto like dramatically turns around as his way and crashes into willy and then like they're tangled together and the cartoon electricity is just like all over them and Otto's <laughs> yelling like get like, yeah, me get him off of me get out of my way you <laughs> i my knock, knock i'm trying doctor but i'm the too and like Ronda Sue was just to come and nonchalantly pull Willie off of him because she's the best. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, to the coffin and just marches away. <laughs> uh, the little moments are so
2: great. I love Willie so much because I love his little face when it changes, like he's sad or scared. Because he's
0: just an emoticon. He's just this. Yeah, he's a emoticon robot, and the whoever played him, um... Um, Daniel Butler, is the voice for sure. So he might also well, be he, in the costume.
2: He just did so
0: well with like his little movements and everything. You can, he looks so. Sad, like he's shaking
2: his head, like you, you hurt my feeling. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's like <laughs> the body language is
0: really good. You did really great.
1: There's also some neat, almost. It's not animation, but it almost is. Where like there's like a shot of Willie like behind the TV camera in the beginning, and he's like looking one eye through the camera, and then he leans out to the side, and like his other eye is winking.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: and there's
1: nothing animated about it, but it's almost it's like a reveal of an expression yeah. that like it changes the facial expression without changing the facial expression. Yeah. It's it's nice. And it's really it, well done. Someone thought about it creatively.
0: Yeah. I did a lot of art in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it, there is.
2: There's so much there to it, and that's why I'm I'm always surprised when people don't know about it. I found out today my husband has never seen it. He had never even heard of it. I mean, and that doesn't
0: surprise me at all, because I'd yeah. never heard of it before this podcast.
1: There's really not a lot about this film There's out there. There's nothing. Yeah.
0: But it, speaking so, of Robot Willie, yes. we get to see his genesis, too, or like where he Oh yeah. he started. <laughs> the science <laughs> yes. fair.
1: We talked earlier about how Otto and Lance went to high school together,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so we now get the backstory for that.
0: Yeah, because Tina is like, again, falling in love with Lance based on the video. Footage she's watching in Otto's Please. lab, and she she's doesn't like, have "Very
2: good taste in man." She
0: really doesn't, <laughs> and so she keeps asking Otto, "Like, I saw in your yearbook that Lance was like captain of the football team or, or, or a class, class president." That's yeah. what that's what got her. And he was like, "Yeah, it's in captain of this and blah 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 of that." <laughs> and then he said something like, "Their major rivalry started at the science fair." Something, something like that. Yeah. And then you see this high school science fair. This is another amazing scene. Oh, yeah. The science fair at their high school has got all these stupid exhibits. I wrote down some of the exhibits like Wheels Big and Small. The Uh, World of Pork. That
1: was like Pork or Pork (laughs) Through History. Pork Pork
0: Through (laughs) the Ages. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Uh, Rocks I Have Known (laughs) is one of them. (laughs) Gravity is Your Friend. It, Lights help us see. I uh, um, uh, Why?
1: Why men are smarter <laughs> why than women? Men
0: are smarter. Just yeah. Why men are smarter. Right.
1: But it's it's an incredible parody of. Dumb science fair projects Mm -hmm. But not Like a lot of times I I love parody And I love satire And a lot of times The sort of lazy way To do that kind of thing Is just to go with Like the first idea And like you'll see parodies Where like it feels Like the first idea These feel like They had a list And instead of picking Like the most obvious things They picked just like The strangest things I
0: I love Pork pork through the ages Could not (laughs) Could
1: could not be less scientific What is that?
0: Pork through the ages Very good character So nice and colorful And Otto's project is Robot Willy. It's like, it says like voice activated robot. Yeah. And Lance's project is...
1: He's the most jingoistic of pile of nonsense.
0: Lance's project is called Our Most Sacred Right, and it's just he not he's science. Replicated a voting booth. And he's yeah. like, So so students can simulate our most sacred right, the right to vote. And yeah, his teachers are fawning all over him like Lance, oh, you're perfect. And like some students are kind of like looking over at him like he's gonna win again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you do get they, that. So vibe. you
0: get a, you get a shot of like a couple of students looking at each other like damn it, Lance That's Sterling is here typical Miss voting booth and The teacher's name is Miss Apple. Also, the names, the names the names in the Ernest universe. <laughs> I mean, Lance Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. And then he's Otto... born with a
1: silver spoon in his mouth.
0: Uh, and also, <laughs> Otto is wearing. It's great because, like, high school Otto, he's got nerd glasses. Yeah. Yeah. And he's wearing like a Letterman's jacket, but it's like over his usual Otto costume, so he still has these giant <laughs> <His> shoulders, shoulders. <laughs> and he still has a little skull on his chest, which is part of his usual costume. Yeah. I think that might just be his his physique. Like he, the might have, the collar. he
1: might
3: just have, he might just have
0: like really big deformed shoulders. It's possible. And I love that some kid comes up to him and is like, "What's to the, the sheet, nerd?" or something like that. And Otto just like grabs this kid by the throat. Yeah, he does
1: the Darth Vader throat, throat <laughs> <It's> lift. <great.
0: laughs> he just tosses this kid away, and then Otto activates Willy. Yes, he rips off the sheet, and he activates Willy, who is activated by cartoon electricity. <laughs> and Willy starts saying like, "I can walk and talk like a real person," and Otto. Just destroys this place with his robot. He just he just goes go, Willie, and Willie just tears apart all these other exhibits. Godzilla's the place. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. it's just chaos. He destroys everyone's project, and Otto's just going like bye bye, Pork Through the Ages. As like <laughs> as Willie just like he just like punches things and they just break.
1: Oh, and it's great because Willie still has the emoji faces of just like a giant smile as yeah, he's like I- flipping tables.
2: And <laughs> Otto is like grabbing students and says, "Watch your."
0: Project That's the best one. Because like <laughs> that one is the why men are smarter one. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to see why men are smarter destroyed. And then Otto grabs that kid and is like, your project's next. Watch. And then he, it's like one fluid motion as Jim Barney grabs this kid's head and like pries his eyes it's, open with it's two, like, two uh, fingers.
1: Clockwork orange. <laughs> it's
0: crazy. And he's like, watch it. And the kid's <laughs> project is destroyed. And Otto is also like prancing around sort of like a ballerina and like kind of delicately like picking pieces off of people. People's projects and just like tossing them mm-hmm. like la, <laughs> la 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 it's great and you know and lance is screaming like auto oh, stop this you have no respect for anything and you have no school spirit
3: notice if you will the robot
0: life like movie,
3: its ability to understand spoken to lance, and the vocabulary of nearly 700 words such as
1: Attack me! Search
0: and destroy!
1: I know the robot is causing, like, a significant amount of destruction. It's great. It is the most scientific entry of the science fair. To be
0: fair, one of the teachers is like, this is really impressive. That's true. And Lance is like, no, he cheated somehow. Because the poor kids always cheat. Yeah. The, he... Oh! well. <laughs> hmm I had an uncle that happened to, by the way. Like, that... they assumed that he cheated on the test.
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, that line definitely <laughs> stuck out to me, because it's like auto-cheated somehow what are you basing that on? How, yeah. Nothing that we've seen. Uh, Dr. Otto may be an evil genius mastermind. But
0: he is a genius. But he
1: seems like he's doing that through his own accord. <laughs> yeah. Like, it never seems like he's, like, taking shortcuts to get there. If anything, he's doing the earnest thing of, like, taking the most, like, roundabout out to well, the he's side. He's put
0: the work in. in exactly. technology, In terms of building things, yes, he's put the effort in. Building
1: not only a, a fortress and a robot, but mm-hmm. also a career of mad science. Yeah,
0: oh, he's he's, he's applying himself. So, sure.
1: so when, when Lance... does say that line it it did stick out to me
0: yeah it's a little digs like lance is like has everything handed to him things aren't going going my way for
1: once it must be something about him that he cheated
0: yeah also, I love while Otto is describing this, like Jim Barney's is just standing there, like talking about the robot, and things are being thrown and flying everywhere. And at some point, like the what the brain, one of the brains from the Why Men Are Smarter exhibit, just hits, just him. like bounces off his face while he's talking, <laughs> and he totally ignores it. Like he has no reaction. It just yeah. bounces off his face, and he keeps talking, and it's it's amazing it's the a, intensity he has. Consummate actor. It's perfect. He's like so passionate. He's like screaming attack! Will really, he search and destroy? And his head hand is shaking like with excitement. So good. I love the fact
2: that, that the Miss Apple, though, calls Lance out on his crap. Yes!
0: Though.
1: Well, so what happens like is... the one
0: he, time that happens. Yeah.
1: Willie picks up Lance's voting booth with Miss Apple still inside, <laughs> and just with like very little effort in a hilarious way,
2: just <laughs> chucks it. it into the hallway. And it was fantastic. She's like, I just pulled the
0: lever and this happened! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Lance is sputtering, and you're like, "Yeah, because okay, let's be—we're all on Otto's side, right?" Sure. And it goes back to like Otto telling the story to Rhonda Sue and his his girls, and Rhonda's like, "So did you win the science fair?" Like she was <laughs> like... <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> and he says, in a way, he says he won a scholarship that helped him to become the human scum of the earth. He says, right. And he like plays with one of her, the, one of the chains that's dangling from her. <laughs> Yes.
2: Well, so there was nothing
0: left. There was nothing left. He had to win. Yeah. He destroyed everything. <laughs> he,
1: <laughs> he won by default. Them.
0: I he mean he would have he should have won anyway as an amazing robot. <laughs> he destroyed them literally and figuratively. He destroyed at the start of the competition, yeah. yeah. And then it's back to the changing coffin because this is the whole movie. He's just Back to the changing coffin.
1: I mean, someone online in a review I was reading almost described this almost as like a series of shorts that are like loosely tied together, and it kind of is that. It's it, it's, it's almost like a family album in yeah,
0: that way. Yeah, no, it feels structurally very similar, but like yeah. there is a there is a plot reason why we're going from yep. location to yep. location and why we're going from character to character. Right. The changing coffin is the bridge. So now yep. Otto goes into the changing coffin, and now he turns into. Laughing Jack O'Cockney.
1: Who I described as, I described him as Pirate Elvis.
0: Because <laughs> he, he sneers a lot. He
1: does like a uh-huh in the, uh, in the very first appearance of a, his a, face.
0: It's
2: a really good though, um, when I rewatched it, I was like, man, he's doing a really good version of the guy that played Long John Silver yes. from the classic. He's doing a, re- he looks like him. And he calls everyone Jim. Yeah, <laughs> just like... yeah. He's doing, he does like a fantastic job, but it was so random. Like the dump, what the hell's the, the dump? dump we're the we're dump. just gonna
0: take it on the faith that it's the dump. Yeah. Okay. Dump, dump. So yeah. So now Lance and Doris arrive. What happens is they find Doctor Otto as this pirate guy. Somehow he he gets a crew of pirates. <laughs> Actual pirates, and they capture this woman and they tie her to a post where they're going to use her as bait to catch this. What Laughing Jack O'Cockney's white whale is the dump, right? So they're using this woman as bait, and like Lance and and Doris happen upon this, and they're like, Oh my god, because they're like torturing this woman and fondling her in a weird, not okay for kids way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, even even like Willie like pokes at her and is like, Ooh, soft but perishable.
0: Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> they make her lick Otto's whip. Like, Otto has this whip. He's like, maybe a taste of the whip will change your tune or something like that. A taste of the match. Yeah. <laughs> she licks it and she goes, I still don't like it. I mean... <laughs> Which is funny. They're,
1: they're treating this woman horribly. <laughs> That's a pretty great joke. Because yeah. a taste of the whip, you think they're going to whip her. And but instead, they just it. like put it up to her mouth and she goes, meh.
0: I don't like it. And Lance is like, you stop this now. Like this, what is, is this like a sorority initiation? Yeah. Oh, and Pirate Otto, Jack O'Cogney, he's got, instead of a parrot, he's yes. got an iguana. It's George. It's George, it's George from Hayburn. It's Ernest. That's so satisfying to see this stuff, having watched everything.
1: Well, my friend <laughs> still owns an iguana that I'm pretty sure he'd let us borrow if we're making a movie.
0: <laughs> well, we have an iguana. We have a tarantula. <laughs>
1: Got the Dr. Otto costume. Oh, and we should say that the pirate is the same pirate character that Jim Varney plays in Hey, Vern, It's Earnest in, what is it? Hey, Vern, It's Lost and Found? Yeah. Where he just starts the episode with, like, talking to the camera. And I'm
0: going to assume very similar to the pirate Jim Varney would have played.
1: In Pirates of the Plane? Mm, yeah. Oh, interesting.
0: Jim Varney just wanted to be a pirate. Uh, he just he's, really wanted to be a pirate. At but at least he, he got to play a up. pirate a couple times. So there's in Hayburn, Ernest, and here. Yep. But I love that he his laugh is like, har, 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 har. Like, that's how he <laughs>, laughs. He goes, har, 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 har,
1: Well, you know, Jim Varney has great range as an actor, but he also has great range for, like, bizarro laughs. even in this movie alone, <laughs> you've, got, <laughs> you've got Dr. Otto's laugh, Laughing Jack's laugh.
0: I feel like there's a third one. Ernest's laugh. Right, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I feel like laughter is one of those easy things, like, if you're not, if your acting chops are not there it's easy for it to feel forced it never yeah. feels forced with him i love it the feels la- over the top yeah. but it doesn't feel like fake yeah
0: yeah yeah I...
1: rest in peace damn it
0: ah, he's so good uh. now, what i want to know about the changing coffin and dr otto's characters is like does it change his character's motivations? Does it give them the motivations of the character? Because it does seem like Jack O'Cockney really does want to catch this dump, or is it just a facade, it's just for Lance? It, he regenerates, <laughs> like Doctor Except Who.
2: Regenerate. I mean, like he is—he is a Time Lord.
1: <laughs> I sort of get like an Animorphs vibe from it, where like in the Animorphs books, like the kids would turn into animals, and they would still have like their kid brains or their kid minds, but like the instincts of the animal would also be there. Okay. So I feel like it's almost like that, where like
0: so he has piratey bo- instincts. Still, the Otto is in the is there, and he remembers all that. But he also has the instincts of the pirate. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's that's well, how I interpreted. You've you got to remember
2: too. He's always wearing a hat, so he's got a
1: that hand oh, a
0: over the head. Hands. That's true. Yeah, he's always so every Otto. One of them- that's right. Yeah. They always have the ha- uh, headgear, and that
1: ties into a thing that I will not bring up yet.
0: <laughs> oh God! Okay, so, so, <laughs> poor Aaron. <laughs> so they're using this woman as bait for the dump. Uh, Lance tries to ask, like, the pirates if they can solve the riddle for him. They're still trying to solve Dr. Otto's riddle. They've made no headway, even though they've r- they've run into somebody that gambled with a gun, and they've run into now someone who has an eye but cannot see yeah. Jack O'Cogney's eye patch. And they're just like, uh, w- what do you think about this eye? He who had an eye and cannot see, which is the part of the riddle that directly refers to the person they're talking to right they don't get that and like while they're having a conversation the dump shows up and eats the woman that they've tied to the post as bait so right. they're like oh man now what and Otto slash Jack Cockney says hey you Lance you be the bait and then as an incentive to help him, he offers him a fridge, like it's Wheel of Fortune. It becomes like a
1: game <laughs> show sort of scenario. It's yeah. insane.
0: It's like, what do we have for him if he helps us catch the dump? And then, Well,
1: here's what we've got in the back.
0: And then it turns into this game show.
1: There's a pirate dressed as Vanna White. That's
0: like, it. he has three women. That he could have had be Vanna White gesturing to the fridge, but instead he just picks one of the pirates, puts him in a dress.
1: Which is kind of great. And (laughs)
0: has him gesture to this fridge. And I I love how all the pirates are like, ooh, Ooh. it's fantastic and random.
1: We like this film.
0: I love how everything is like, (laughs) a lot of the locations are night and like pitch black and then lit with just like red or purple. And smoke, like smoke smoke to catch the lights. Yeah, Yeah. it's awesome. And this is one of those scenes where it's like, it's dark, but then certain things are spotlit with like a colored light and it's great.
1: I think it also helps it make fe- it feel like kind of on the ocean a bit. Like there's like some yeah. sort of like mist rolling. It's in a from it's the sea. a
0: weird space that yeah. it doesn't really. It's not grounded. Well, it's, in anything. it's almost.
1: I, know, I feel I feel this way about a lot of this film. Not only with the settings, but with the performances as well. It's very theatrical. It feels yeah. like it feels like theater
2: stage. Yeah. 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 I, oh, you could do a Doctor Otto musical.
1: Hey now!
0: Oh. Um, What's well, Brusarson doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, can we can we get him on the phone? I mean, like, I, don't, the, the I, I don't write in, music, but the songs I, I would in do this movie best. already like <laughs> yeah. I, I want to write lyrics to Doctor Otto's like well, we, we Casio can't do it without Jim Barney. Thing. Yeah, that's, tr- well, yeah. Don't
0: forget. Like, that's there's true. land that's making this all possible. That's true. You know, but we have this. So what happens, and then they, and then they tie Lance and Doris up to the post that says, come and get it, yeah. so that they can bait the dump. <laughs> they come and get it. And the dump shows up, and the dump is, it's great. It's like literally a pile of garbage. Yeah, it's, it's a walking pile of garbage with glowing red eyes. With glowing red eyes, it's like a crappy monster, like sort of similar to what we've seen in *Haven and Ernest, Like the boogeyman in *Haven and Ernest. That's true.
1: That's true. It's like
0: a bunch of garbage bags and crap taped to like like. It's
1: like soda can. There's like a can of mellow yellow. There is a right can of mellow yellow.
0: <laughs> yeah, it turns out that Lance knows the dump.
1: Yeah, because the, the dump comes up, and Lance is just like. Alex?
0: (laughs) The dump's like, Rudy. So I put at some point, Lance has gone by Rudy.
1: Yeah. Anyways,
0: the dump.
1: Yes, Alex.
0: Turns out that they know each other because Lance says, he pulled a thorn out of the dump's paw. When, when he, he was, was a
1: just a baggie. Just a baggie. Yep.
2: And apparently the dump has
0: a wife and kids. Right? In... And I thought the dump was gay, to be honest. <laughs>
1: he has sort of uh, um...
0: Just because he has a bit of a feminine voice. Yes,
1: that's effeminate. feminine. That's the word I was, I was going to say.
0: It's Jim Barney's voice as the dump. Of course. I don't think he's performing the physical. I think it's a. it looks like a larger person. Mm. But it's the voice of Jim Barney. And it kind of sounds like his bunny Jeanette voice almost. A little bit, yeah. It's his, like, feminine voice. It's
1: that voice that he does when he's in that interview with Robin Williams. Yeah,
0: it's, like, pretty. Yeah. I love that, like, Lance asks the dump for some hints on the riddle, because part of the riddle that Otto says, he's like, to solve the problem, just exchange the poles of old St. Nick. Right. Referring to the magnet, I suppose. And Lance is like...
3: Mean anything to you? Doesn't Santa live at the North
2: Pole with all the elves
0: and everything? Uh Don't you
2: think?
3: Ah, so you think that the pole of old St.
1: Nick... Is the North Pole? Yes, I do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just love the Dumb's personality. Yeah. I love him.
1: I almost feel like they um, they wrapped the film and they were someone in the editing bay was like, "Crap, we don't have a voice for the Dumb." <laughs> Uh, is Jim, Jim, Jim? are you still here? Jim, uh, come here a second. I just need. He's you,
0: getting you, Jim, in the Delorean. Yeah, grab him.
1: Okay, yeah. We just need you to loop like five or six lines. Uh, what does the dump sound like? I don't know. Um, do just, a, just, a just do a voice. Just do a voice. Any voice, it's fine. And he, that's where he went with. <laughs> and it's kind it's it's an inspired it's, choice insofar it's as great. it's not the voice you'd expect to come from what that creature looks like.
0: No, but
2: I love the creature. Derek,
1: you're just like Donatello. <laughs>
2: That's hilarious. Yeah, he, he kind of he reminded me of um, Uncle from the Bewitched, uh, Paul Lind. Oh,
0: yeah, a little, little bit Paul Lind. Mm. There was a little bit of Paul Lind in there. I can see that. Totally. And Meanwhile, the Gloom Beam is still zapping things because it's on automatic. Oh, that's true. O-T-T-O. He said it's automatic, and it's just zapping crap. The economy is still collapsing more and more and more.
1: And we're we're still getting slice of life sort of examples of how the economy is affected. This might be my favorite. Okay, I, I think
0: it's probably my favorite too. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so what happens is we see a woman at a cash register. Yep, okay, yeah. <laughs> she is uh, checking out from her uh, grocery store trip, and the cashier is uh, scanning all the items very, yep. very measuredly, doing her job well. And she gets to the end of the woman's items mm-hmm. and reads out the total for the woman's grocery store purchase.
2: Total is $3,298,637.23.
1: And without missing a beat, it cuts to a, a close-up of the woman, and she just says, I'll take back the pork chops.
0: <laughs> In like With the, like, the deadest eyes. It's <laughs> so good. She's no nonsense. I'll take back the pork chops.
1: Yep. Best <laughs> best like, joke unflappable, ever.
0: Unflappable. Yep. Unfazed.
1: It almost feels like another sort of like class commentary. Mm. Like the expense of groceries is not a thing that's like new to this woman. No. It's just like, oh, yeah. Geez, I'm
0: used to saying this. Just like, another yeah. day. Yeah. 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 Been there. Yeah, (laughs) And then we also get a scene of like a secret service man, like government officials. One of them is Daniel Butler. He's like a secret service man. Yes. And then another government dude. They're trying to find the president. (laughs) Who is like hiding in a tiny room that looks like a bathroom. (laughs) I'm
1: pretty sure it's a bathroom. Yeah.
0: (laughs) In fetal position. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Daniel Butler says something like, like everything's been wiped out. Like all the records of our debt, everything.
3: You mean to tell me we have no idea how much money this country owes or who owes us? That's correct, sir. So in effect, the national debt is wiped out. You could say that.
0: I love that he stands up and like the camera pans up with him to reveal yet another portrait of George Washington <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just in that bathroom with him.
2: I love that he like immediately is like, well, I'm going to prepare a press conference because he's going to announce the, the, national debt's wiped the national debt.
0: It's the national debt. I'm the best president. Did it. He did it. Did it. <laughs> And then, oh my God! Meanwhile, what are what are Doris and Lance doing now? They're just wandering through the forest, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. The dump
0: has retrieved the refrigerator for them, but then they had to leave it behind. Right. Tina is still like watching them on the feed and catching fields for Lance. Sure. So Otto decides, like that inspires Otto. He's like, "Well, now I'm going to use you as the next uh, diversion."
1: You're using her as bait. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> And, and again, Tina, I don't know why she's into him, because she is secret smart. Like, there's this scene where Tina asks Otto, like the, like, the logic behind his plan, and he shows her, like, this domino row that he set up from, like, tiny domino to large domino, and she's like, I see, doctor. By starting the blocks, you set up a chain reaction which puts pressure on world commodity markets which in
1: effect readjust the annual circulation rate of liquid accounts into the liability column and the
0: Federal Reserve will have to devaluate currency in a futile attempt to cope. She is smart but doesn't seem to know that. Kind
1: of like again, an earnest.
0: It's an earnesty thing again. Yeah. And then because she's falling in love with Lance, I think maybe Otto's being a little aggressive here. She's like, well, I'm going to use her as bait. Right. And he ties her up. It's on a door. She's tied to a door. (laughs) He makes a contraption. Yeah. With a
2: rope attached to a chicken coop where chicken feed is. Spewing onto the
0: rope yeah, so the so chickens will peck it away. <laughs> she's hanging off a door that is at the top of a cliff, basically, yep. in the forest.
1: And she's kind of dressed as, like, a school,
0: a school girl. schoolgirl, yeah. She's yeah, got, she's
2: even got the Oxford shoes. She's got
0: a plaid oh, skirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's hanging off the door and she's screaming, and, like, Lance and Doris hear her, and Doris is the one that runs to her aid at first because Lance is, like, oblivious. Because well, Doris, again, the I'm, hero.
1: As is often the case in future Ernest films, Doris, in this case, is the one who is aware of how ridiculous everything is. Yeah. <laughs> like she's just like, I have to be the she's one just to do like, this. Okay,
0: I got to do it. Yeah. Well, she wastes no time. She's like, we have to help her, and she like, runs, and yeah. Lance is like trying to catch fish or something because he's hungry and he's irritated.
1: He's again being sort of earnest. And Ernest goes to Africa. Ernest here, where he's like, I'm tired. Yeah. We're wandering uh... around together. I'm gonna whine, and I'm like, oh.
0: Why are you the hero? And he's like, you only ever think of yourself, Doris. As she's it... like gesturing
1: that they saved this poor woman yeah. tied to a cliff.
0: They get to the bottom of the cliff and they're like, oh crap, and Doris is like, well, maybe there's another way up. Yeah. And Lance is like, oh, you're so lazy, you want your- <laughs> Shut to... up, Lance. That line of- This is when I... he says like, yeah, the women line like,
1: oh boy, that's typical,
3: Doris. Typical are too many women who try to make their way into the real world, they
1: crumble. The first son of
0: trouble. Yeah, that's. A I mean, Lance. W-
1: Lance's character, though, like the way that he's sort of portrayed as like that entitled sort of
0: mm-hmm.
1: person. It's not the simplest parody, and it's not the most complex parody, but it's just weird enough to be mm-hmm. interesting like we recognize as viewers oh you're saying things that a are completely offensive to doris <laughs> as a woman and an intelligent human being yeah but b they're also contradictory to everything doris is doing yeah. and everything she is about so it's it's just like he is a self parody of that type of person but it's subtle which is interesting in this movie about a maniacal mad scientist who wears tinsel (laughs) and pussy willows it's not like moralistically no
0: it's not like preachy right that's
1: that's what I'm trying to say and it really really works
0: yeah it's
2: it's really nicely done and it's a big old slap in the face of the classism thing It's so great it's awesome so it's so subversive and for such a goofy premise it's really really perfect this movie's got stuff to say
1: thank you thank you for having more words than i had just now because that's what i was trying to get at
0: lance wants to take like the showy way basically like he finds a grappling hook
1: which is absolutely the <laughs> grappling hook from the earnest ads
0: absolutely i was like there it is there's we the grappling both, hook we
1: both like put our hands up in victory <laughs> it's
0: on another skeleton i like is that he does it's kind of an earnest moment where he covers his eyes because he can't look at the skeleton as he grabs hmm, the grappling yeah. hook and, like there's an innocence to him yeah and so he tries to he's trying to climb up the cliff, which is more difficult than like Doris is just trying to find a way to run up around it. Right. And then he he hooks the the door. Yeah, that's the... (laughs) He hooks the door that is like falling with Tina attached to it. Tina, by the way, is saying hilarious things. Tina is
1: monologuing. (laughs)
0: Jesus. Wait, wait. She's Tina like, Nelson oh, from White Plains. Tina Nelson, Tina Nelson from White Plains. She's like hanging off a door. She's like, I'm going to die all because I didn't listen to my mother and fell for a European accent with a hand growing out of his head.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm going to die now and miss the whole rest of my life. But that's the way life goes. For little Tina Nelson from White Plains. <laughs> it,
1: again, it's a like it's, it's like a theatrical monologue.
0: It's interesting. She says that she wants to be a nurse, Like she's like, "Now I'll never be a nurse." And Lance is like, "Oh, that's a great, like, noble profession and like well suited to a woman's natural tendencies." Or you're like, "Shut up, Lance." Uh-huh. Yeah. Doris is the one that reaches the top first, grabs the rope, yeah, and saves Tina. So now we're a threesome, basically. Now we've got... It's Doris, Tina, Lance, wandering through the forest. Right. But Tina's, you know. She's in it with her. She's Otto. a spy, you see. Yeah, spy, see? And <laughs> this is where we get we get more earnesty y things from Lance. Like, Lance, when he, quote-unquote, rescues Tina, she thanks him instead of Doris, you know? And then he says, you were never in any real trouble, Yeah, which is something that Ernest says yep. to Renee in <laughs> Ernest Goes to Africa.
1: It really is like Africa, Ernest. That's it interesting. Is?
0: And then, like... They're wandering through the forest and Otto gets in the changing coffin again, right? And we get this beautiful, wonderful flash of Auntie Nelson's face on the changing (laughs) coffin screen. She picks up the
1: glasses and just like adjusts them slightly with the face that's just like pure disdain.
0: And you're like, here it comes. Yep. So now they're wandering through the forest and these signs just start popping out of the damn woods.
1: It's like, it might as well be a Wile e. Coyote cartoon. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. And like, it is. Blah, 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 blah. It just says like, need some sweet repose? Come to Auntie Nelda's.
1: Repose means sleep.
0: Right, so Doris is like, repose means sleep. <laughs> and Lance gets offended. He's like, I know that because I did great on the verbal part of my SATs. And he says, it's the math that always threw me. Again, this is like. Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tina, who is secret smart, she's like, Yeah, I didn't understand it either. Like, all the trigonometry and calculus. And like, she starts talking about all this higher level math stuff. And then she's like, It made me feel so dumb.
1: Yeah. But she talks about it as if she knows what it as is. As if she
0: took the classes. Yeah.
1: And I was like, Well, that's kind of hot.
0: And then is just like, Well, we have something in common. Like, No, you do not. <laughs> you don't. No, that's why I loved her,
2: the subtle how super smart she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It- it's great.
0: Yeah.
1: So, Auntie Nelda's.
0: Oh, God. Jessica, I the-
1: <laughs> have, have, has Erin revealed to you that Auntie Nelda is my favorite character? <laughs> No. And so this is this is my f- <laughs> watching this movie. It was the first introduction that I've ever had to Auntie Nelda's introduction to the Ernest universe. This
0: is Auntie Nelda's first appearance, I believe, in the Ernest universe.
1: Which is crazy to me because as a kid, like before I had any knowledge of anything other than like Christmas, scared, stupid, and sort of jail. Like mm-hmm. I was just always like, oh, Auntie Nelda, she must be part of like the Ernest universe in ways that I've never known. Like when you talked about uh, family album early on in this podcast, was I was in- like, oh, she must be in that. Yep. I mean, it's Auntie Nelda. She is a character with the name that has a familial relation in it.
0: Yeah. Like, there's, there's, (laughs) that
1: just makes sense. It doesn't make sense. She's in this. She's great.
0: It makes kind of perfect sense that she's basically, she was conceived as like a sinister horror character.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: She's <laughs> like, a cannibal. There's, there's very good evidence that she's a cannibal oh, in this. Oh my gosh,
1: you're, you're correct.
0: You're right. It, I did not think of kitchen, that. In the kitchen, well, we got to get there, but yeah. So now Dr. Otto is posing as Auntie Nelda, who's got a little, it seems to be like some kind of bed and breakfast. Yeah. Is, it's called Auntie Nelda's. She comes out and she's doing the, her creepy Auntie Nelda monologues. Again, nobody's around to hear it. It's just, she's just the, moaning. The
1: first lines ever uttered by my favorite character. Work, work, work. That's all I do.
0: I hire a domestic. It's like adopting a child. That's a great line. She's like complaining about uh, Willy, Robot Willy, as if she hired him and and it's not her personal And I was just going to say,
1: Auntie Melda is not a real person. No. It's Dr. Otto. (laughs) Like, this is absurd.
0: That's what I understand. And so they they come up to Auntie Nelda's. Doris is like this is kind of obviously a trap. Yeah. But she's overruled.
1: Like Lance is like Doris, what do you think about this? And Doris says it in a way where it's like, uh, oh, nothing weird about this. She's like why? Everything's totally normal. She's
0: really sarcastic, I, like, I, I think Doris at this point has given up She on has. trying. Yeah. She totally has. And so they go into Auntie Nelda's. Doris like looks at the camera and is like this is bad.
1: Oh, yeah, like, I, I forgot, I forgot she wall. looks at the camera, yeah. She oh, him, she says, uh, we don't have a chance. You don't
0: stand a chance? Yeah. We're
1: going to
3: have a little... We don't bed. have a chance. We're going to meet lots of nice young people, we'll-
0: And then they go in, and we see Auntie Nelda's kitchen. They go into the, the dining room. Right. And then Auntie Nelda goes into the kitchen where... It's a beautiful set. It's like a beautifully decorated horror movie set. It's like purple and green. It's nasty. There's pots with like steam coming out. The iguana is there again, just yep. like crawling around. A tarantula. There's skeletons and Right. Bones. So she's a cannibal. <laughs> I didn't real. You're oh right. Because yeah. then the because the soup has eyeballs, eyeballs in it. Yep. Oh my god. And Willie Willie is cooking like too slow for her liking, and she like takes his hand and puts it in the blender. Yeah. And puts it on like
1: <laughs> oh liquefy. Put on think.
0: liquefy. And like Willie's screaming and like Doris is listening to this through the living room like hmm well
1: we're boned we're,
0: like this is <laughs> bad yeah. yeah she's a total cannibal she's a cannibal oh my god the set is beautifully <laughs> decorated by the way like the one frame of like her stove is like a painting yeah it's beautiful
1: you know you're absolutely right like this is the most horror movie ish thing of this whole film mm-hmm. in which a mad scientist has like a creepy cave. Mm-hmm. Like this is the weirdest thing.
0: Yeah. It's sinister. Yeah. It's like these creepy old ladies like feeding them like human Bowie-based. soup. Yeah. Bowie with like eyeballs in it. Yeah.
1: And, and spiders, I think.
0: And she's going to roofie
2: them. Yes. That's right. And like that, that wine right. looked weird. Like it looked almost brown.
0: <laughs> including Tina. So they're all sitting at this table, the dinner table, and Angie Nala comes out to serve them the bully Doris asks what's in it and she's just like, Oh, you know some herbs and things from the garden. As she's like hitting something with, she's like spoon beating a
1: roach on the floor with a ladle. Yeah,
0: uh, Willie comes out. Now he's in a, uh, he's like in a French waiter. Daniel
1: Butler is yeah. a French waiter once again.
0: I think they put a mustache on the emoticon. I think so. Yeah, and they and he comes up and he with this wine bottle and he uncorks this bottle and it's like a, it makes like a long fart sound. <laughs> it's Like it, it has to, to breathe. breathe. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: wine the memory. <laughs>
0: And then he's like, it's an excellent year. Pours wine for everyone. And they're like, you know, drink this wine, drink this wine. And then, yeah, she's going to roofie them. Doris is the only one that's like, eh, we're going to die. <laughs> this is not a good idea. Auntie Nelda starts talking about Jaime, her dead son. Yes, the, the emaciated spider. Well, that's the weird thing. She says, I try to take care of myself, unlike my son Jaime, who didn't weigh 90 pounds soaking wet.
1: Oh, my God. Is Jaime the dead one because she ate him? I
0: don't I'm scared, I don't know.
1: I mean, I'm gonna assume no just because this Auntie Nelda is not a real person.
0: Right. I don't know who he's eaten. But like, oh, oh. oh God, it's going to haunt you but now. But... <laughs> I like, starved to death somehow. It, it was it, weird, 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 weird.
1: She locked him in the basement to change that light bulb and never let him back. Anyway. And
0: Doris is very, very reluctant. Like, she doesn't she's the only one that doesn't want to drink the wine.
1: Correctly.
3: And
0: Auntie Nelda gets really close to her and he goes,
3: <laughs> I would consider it a personal insult to my hospitality if you did not drink a toast to my dead son, Jaime.
2: I like everybody, like, starts staring at her, like, Willie is, like, leaning down. Like,
0: this is the, the most top. tense scene, because, like, the way it's framed, it's like, Doris is in the center of the frame, and then Auntie Nelda, is, like, puts her head in really in close to Doris, she's, like, in the side, yeah. and Willie is standing directly above her and, like, leans down. He's covering her from up top, Auntie Nelda's closing her in from the right, and Tina is, like, also watching her from the left.
1: And so Lance, like, Lance the Dope is, like... Doris you're embarrassing me
0: Oh god He's such a <laughs> moron And this is a really Tense scene Like you were oh, like yeah. Why is this so tense It was like It is really suspenseful Yeah It's awesome Also the Just to take it back To Ernest adds Sure The wine descriptions
1: Oh yeah Playfully demure Playfully bit de- yeah. Like
0: other uh, uh, <laughs> uh, The presumptuous The way that like, Ernest
1: Describes like Grape soda or whatever mm-hmm.
0: I was like, yeah, this is the same, the wine descriptions. So strange. So Doris, peer pressure, she finally takes a drink to not insult Auntie Nelda's hospitality. Sure. What's great is like Tina and Lance fall unconscious first and Auntie Nelda goes, she goes, you were right.
1: Yeah.
3: You
0: should trust your instincts. (laughs) Which is like (laughs) amazing. She's like, look at that, you were right. And then they all collapse and she just goes, they look just like Jaime. (laughs) And Lily goes, only bigger. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like- Okay. She ate him. She totally ate him. That's so disturbing.
1: (laughs) So now, I'm not sure why it is, but I always kind of check out during this part of the movie, so I might need you to like walk me through what gets us from here to Guy Dandy. No problem. Okay.
0: It's just that now they're in Otto's lab. They're just strapped to this table. Yeah, 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 they're tied to the table. And then, like, Tina comes down, and they're like, why? Oh, this is
1: the reveal that she is Mm -hmm. working with... Auntie Nelda slash the Dr. Reveal,
0: Otto. as in Lance is like, hey, Tina. And then Doris is like, "Um, <laughs> she's obviously working with Auntie Nelda. Right. Because they still don't realize that it's Dr. Otto. Yeah. And she admits to murder. Right.
1: That's true. So,
0: Tina's like, I've done a lot of bad things. We even killed people. And Lance is like, we all have things we're not proud of. <laughs> God.
1: Lance, when people tell you who they are, believe them.
0: Wow. You know, this is almost sweet, though. Lance is like, no, you know what? You can be good. It's not that hard. I Sometimes I can't stop doing good things. It's like eating peanuts. <laughs> he encourages her. That's like, no, it doesn't matter what you've done. You can still turn it around. So that is kind of nice.
1: That's, that makes me think of two things. One is with Lance's denseness, I wonder how much of what he perceives to be doing good is actually good for the world or the people around him. Like he's just like oh I do good all the time. It's like
0: I feel like do he's you? talking about like helping old ladies across the street. Sure, like, very charities. boy scouty sort of yeah, things. Like, yeah, like that's, that's probably what he means. But
1: then also earlier in the film, Doctor Otto does some sort of like mocking take to camera where he's like
0: ah uh, yes no Lance
1: Sterling help me I want to be good yeah and so like that makes me wonder like oh has this conversation happened before between Otto and Lance like in their Ooh. high school days
0: possibly yeah this might just be a thing that Lance I think he just lectures people all the time he likes to hear the sound of his own voice mm-hmm. yeah but in with Tina he does it in sort of a it sounds sort of understanding the way he says it like he says this gently
1: well it's almost and it's almost like flirty where it's like oh I can change you
0: yeah but you know I kind of believe a little bit in that optimism there I see shades of earnestness it's, it's earnesty.
1: that's the part and, that makes you believe
0: and yeah. that makes me believe it. sure it's all right you're just a woman it's okay let me
2: help you i the that man. is totally what it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then also Tina says, yeah, but Otto, oh, I mean, Auntie Nelda or whatever. Like they do it again. This happens repeatedly and they never pick up on it.
1: It's, it's incredible because just it underscores how dense Lance is.
0: And then like Auntie Nelda comes down with Willie.
3: So Willie, for all your
1: obvious incompetence, the Bula base was excellent.
0: And he's weird. He he again. He does sort of an inverse of what Lance just said. Right. He says, "I can't stop doing nasty things. It's like eating peanuts. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. They keep doing this thing where they to- directly contrast them. Yeah. By reading yeah. their dialogue. Kind of awesome. He's still anti Nelda. He pokes at them a little bit. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill you guys." And then he wanders off, and they convince Tina to like help them escape. But what she does is she throws something on them that they call a transport. A transporter shroud
1: sure
3: yeah She's
0: like this is a transporter shroud. sure why not it's just it a looks like the nintendo power pad yeah, She. i think that's what it was <laughs> she puts this on top of them and lance goes doris does this make any sense to you and doris is like i don't care anymore like basically <laughs> <laughs> i've given up <laughs> now
1: you ask my opinion on this <laughs> like, come on
0: but it transports them to basically a warehouse which is where they meet otto as the next character who is the incredible, incredible guy, (laughs) dandy. Oh, but- First, Otto, by the way, is so pissed at what Tina just did that he he just murders one of his other assistants, Monique. Monique yeah. puts Monique in front of the gloom beam. Is like, I'm really upset. I'm gonna take my anger out now because I can't keep my feelings bottled up. Because my ther my analyst told me not to keep <laughs> my anger inside.
1: And Jim Varney does like a great little bit of like the analyst voice, which sounds like this, and it tells you that Otto, you really should not bottle these feelings up.
0: It's a little bit Astor Clementi. It is. It also makes me wonder if Otto actually has an analyst, or if he is just his own analyst, and he does that voice to himself. He turns.
1: He turns. He goes into <laughs> the changing coffin, becomes Aster Clement, yeah, comes, he comes back up, out,
0: gives himself advice, and goes back in. And he kills poor Monique.
2: So at the time, is this the part where Tina is getting tickled by Willie? Yes. yes. She's getting That's tickled so tortured. Weird.
0: That is Otto's. Oh my God. Otto even says like, Monique, you've been nothing but loyal, and this is how I repay you. He's like, sometimes I even disgust myself. <laughs> It's almost he's like, like the worst, but also the best.
1: It's it's almost like worse for Tina, because it's like, to kill Tina would just like, it wouldn't really yeah, teach her anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, but he teaches her a lesson, yeah. like, oh.
1: He is an evil son of a gun.
0: Yeah, I love, but Haru is so evil, like, the best way, because he's, there's sometimes where he's like, laughs maniacally, and then he stops, and he's like, I hope I'm not out of line. Yeah. And then he keeps <laughs> laughing.
1: He's, it's a thoughtful kind of mad science.
0: He's, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna do something, that will destroy all the women and children, little children will be starving in the streets and then he goes but we must be gentle yeah like
1: if... <laughs> and you know that's a very earnesty thing too it makes me think of that thing from scared stupid where they're talking about building the tree house and it's like well it's going to have all the weapons but it's going to look real nice yeah the too. contradictions yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and then he goes back into the changing coffin and he changes into the best character ever i'm glad that jessica you're still here to talk about this <laughs> guy dandy Guy Dandy the man. You don't really see his face on the screen, but you hear his laugh, which is like a. <laughs> oh, I think that's probably the other laugh you were thinking yep, yep. of. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically a rich silver spoon person. Yeah. Sort of like Lance.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: And I like that's why it's
2: so great about the, the
0: poem that line of who, oh, who had. It was he who had, had all and yet had none. Had so none. That's Guy Dandy. That's a, great line he's fake rich he's not really rich yeah and so Doris and Lance, have, through the transporter shower, they've been transported to this warehouse and they hear like little like smooth jazz.
1: It's this weird song, <laughs> Meet Me at the Rainbow Grill.
0: It's great. Yeah, it's so fantastic. The whole scene is great.
1: I think I compared it to like a Dave Brubeck track. It just feels very like jaunty and jazzy it's in awesome. the background.
0: Yeah. Meet me at the Meet da, da, me, in Manhattan. Meet me wearing satin. Meet me at the Rainbow Grill. Jim Varney, by the way, totally sings a couple of bars of this song in his Vegas stand-up show. What you can find interesting, if you want to, I think it's just he knows it from this movie. Basically, <laughs> it was just it was like... I, I,
2: I just have to take a moment and talk about Jim Barney in that. Tucks and tails. Oh, my God. Uh. They go into...
0: I'll I'll step out while you guys... Yeah, they uh... go into the next room of the warehouse, and they find Otto, who is now Guy Dandy, and now he's got... He's Rhonda Sue with him. Just Rhonda Sue, because Tina's tied up somewhere. Yep. And Willie is dressed in a French maid outfit. He kind of looks
1: like like, Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. he's got lipstick
0: on his emoji face now. Yeah. He's vacuuming up, and yes, Jim Varney is in a top hat and tails...
1: Do you want, like, a, a napkin for the drool?
0: He looks amazing. I said, finally, when I was watching the movie, I said, when he came out, I said, finally. <laughs> finally, there isn't, like, ridiculous crap glued to his face. And he's not wearing, like, a he's stupid costume. He's not an elderly costume. cannibal woman. He just looks hot. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. he's so beautiful. He's
1: a very handsome gorgeous. man. Gorgeous. I was yeah.
0: like, ugh. Oh God! Like Otto had to be like one hot guy at least, right? Sure. <laughs> like sure. At some point, you have got to change into a hot guy, Otto. Like you can't all be like weirdos. I think he's pretty as Otto too, but that's just my sick. <laughs> that, well, me too. <laughs> but, no, but, no. but you know, but guy dandy. What those hands will do. The man. Oh. Hey. <laughs> 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 but Guy Dandy is the man. Yeah. He oh, calls himself so... Guy Dandy the man. And he, so, yes, he's got like, oh, that scarf like draped over his shoulders yeah, the and the top, top hat. hat. <laughs>
1: and I know that I described Gosh. the Auntie Nelda scene as the most overtly horror movie kind of scene, but this really is too. It's like a hot slash legit insane person mm. just like tap dancing his way through a creepy abandoned warehouse zapping them with a laser cane.
0: He's basically the Joker.
1: Like, but he's like he's like insane
0: yeah well that's what he he, by the way this character is like the joker to the point where Jim Barney has the grin he has the psychosis oh Oh, my
1: god he would have been such a good joker
2: we've taken like screen captures and we've decided that this was the missed
0: casting opportunity of a lifetime completely completely. like his grin goes so far across his face like this is the most devious he's ever looked but like at the same time charming like oh yeah it's incredible there's a
1: shot where he comes out from like behind a box or yeah. something. It's just yeah. like
0: he's just grinning really evilly. Erin's
1: <laughs> eyes just like rolled back into her head. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just—he looks so like. <sighs> unmistakably bonkers that it's it's, it's so incredible yep. Huh.
0: Yep. Hot. Yep. and he's and so he's like playing this rich guy and he's telling ronda sue who's like in an amazing like gorgeous white dress it's like a really high gorgeous slit,
1: gorgeous white dress and a tommy gun
0: and and like a boa yep. a feather boa oh yeah and a tommy gun and he's telling her yeah i'm not the only
3: rich person in the world there are other rich people i know i gave them their
0: money
1: Aster Clement.
0: I think it's just like a parody of Lance's uh, mm. good breeding. And then Lance and Doris come in, like they wander in tentatively, like, what's this? And then-
1: I mean, to be fair, they must be like, where in God's name are <laughs> right? we?
0: Well, we Lance is like idea. finally civilization cuz he hears the jazz and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> finally, we're back in civilization." They've been in the woods to be fair the whole time. That's true. So they're happy to be indoors somewhere. Guy Dandy notices them. He's like, "I'll be right back." And he he like dances up to Doris in this like really charming way and you're like, "Oh no, Doris." Yep. Doris, be careful, right? <laughs> and she's like, "Where are we?" And he's like, "You're with me." And she's like, oh, yeah, she is. She's,
1: <laughs> she's into it,
0: as we would all be. <laughs> she's 100. percent She is sold. Yeah, she starts swooning like because he kind of like takes her and like starts dancing oh, with he her. He dips yeah. her. And she's loving it.
1: Guys, I get it.
0: She's loving it. He yes. twirls her around. Then he asks her if she wants a drink, and she's like, sure.
1: How about a little drink drinkie?
3: Sure. <laughs>
0: Like, cause This, they, this they hasn't ended badly for me before. They didn't just get poisoned by yeah. another stranger that offered them a drink. I love that they they literally just got poisoned by another random person that they met. And then she runs into Guy Danny. He's like, drinky poo. She's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I get it. I totally get it. This is how Aaron dies. That's how Aaron dies.
1: <laughs> Wait, not with a whimper, but with a My bang? My notes
0: say, Guy Dandy is hot, and his top hand tails just leave me here.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: It also says, why did he never play the Joker? Yeah. And then he sadly turns out to be evil, which I felt so terrible for poor Doris. Like, oh, sure. I'm sorry, Doris. He's evil. Doris, it, be tempted to the dark side. Yeah. They appreciate you. <laughs> but yeah, he treated her better than Lance ever <laughs>
1: it's it's weird when the evil maniacal insane person villain of the film is
0: i'm fanning myself is
1: less is less of a misogynist than the main (laughs) character of the movie he actually is that i'm i'm not (laughs) being i'm not being like flippant (laughs) respects
0: his girls more i mean that's a terrible thing to say but it's true i mean despite having
1: murdered one of them yeah
0: well but he i think he respects doris actually i think Otto does respect doris like when she does cool things he's like that's pretty cool yeah He's been watching the whole time, Mm -hmm. and he knew
2: that she was the one smart enough to realize, oh, yeah, we shouldn't drink this crap. So, it's like...
0: Now I ship it, Otto and Doris. You know... (laughs) Ship it. I ship it. (laughs) I talked about how... I do. I talked
1: about how Doris is, like, that character type in the Ernest universe where it's like she sees, like, the ridiculousness that happens and Mm -hmm. is like, wait, this is ridiculous. But I almost feel like Otto is that, too. Yeah. Especially, or specifically... When it comes to Lance. Yes. Because everyone in the world is like, Lance is great. All he's the people like, in the hospital yeah. loved him as a baby. And and Otto's just like, he's wait, idiot. why? Does everyone else <laughs> yeah. not see that he is like a moron?
0: Well, yeah, like, <laughs> yes. Tina's just like, oh, he's still dreaming. Yes. And Otto's like, he's an idiot yeah. of wait. global proportions. Yes, yes. He is...
1: <clears throat> I have a note that just says that line.
0: It's true.
2: Yes. So I've got a question. I've got a question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Together. Uh, so. That's how we roll. I got a whole vibe for some reason, rewatching this movie and watching that scene again with Guy Dandy. I had a vibe of Blade Runner go through my head with how um, oh, yeah. Ronda Sue looked. Yes, Ronda Sue, yes, yeah, as, totally. As that in, in her full on, I'm a gangster mole mm-hmm. look. But now I'm wondering do you think the girls are robots?
1: Whoa. Oh. Wait a second.
0: No, because Tina's from White Plains. <laughs> or but was she programmed to memory. think that she Or she oh, was, could be yeah. the only. She could be the only real one.
2: Maybe. But Ooh, I got a whole Rhonda Sue vibe. She reminded me of Chris
0: so much. Yeah, well, it's like it's like just like
1: like oh, a, a perfect statuesque she perfect. woman.
0: She's model esque. Yeah. And she yeah. just oh, she could be.
1: Maybe that tube going into her breast is like. <laughs> Like some yeah, sort of wiring. It's yeah, a
0: power source. Yeah. Oh, she could be. Yeah, that'd be cool. I buy
1: it. Yeah, that's that's a great I mean, that's a great observation. He has
0: no other
2: friends other than, you know, maybe maybe Tina Wait, was goofy oh. enough and and naive enough to fall for it.
1: Holy cow, you guys! Wait, the so Willie. Is the robot that first Otto one. was capable the of making in robot. high school? Yeah. and then oh. he just kept developing.
2: Yeah, Yo. oh man, there you go. That's what I'm saying,
1: Jessica. As we often say to our guests, you've, you've uh, blown, blown this, this wide, wide open. open.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you,
1: you've earned you've earned yeah. that that uh, it's a little medallion that we'll send you in the mail.
0: <laughs> you blew it wide open. <laughs> yeah. Or this comes yeah, it
1: just it just looks like a uh, shotgun burst that you wear on it's your a, chest.
0: It's a picture of our brains exploding. <laughs> no, I, no I, I i wondered. I was like, hmm. That could be. We it, have to well watch this movie hazard. again. Oh my God. So, so Guy Dandy turns out to be evil. Like as soon as Lance speaks up. Sorry, ladies. He suddenly starts pointing his cane at them like it's a gun. Yeah. Turns out it is. And he starts talking like Humphrey Bogart. Yes. Yeah, like, it just slips into a mobster for And they're like, reason. oh, you're evil. And they run away, and Ronda Sue chases them with a Tommy gun, Willie chases them. Guy Dandy kind of hangs back and like goes, sorry about that Senate seat, Lance. Like, my dad bought yes, mine. And you're like, yes. ah, here we go, ah! the Senate seat. So, to sum up what's happening now, <laughs> Lance and Doris are running through a warehouse being chased by Ronda Sue in a dress with a Tommy gun, Otto, who is guy dandy, who is shooting lasers out of his cane, and also doing dollars. cane tricks. <laughs> and Willie, who is riding a vacuum cleaner like it's a Segway. Correct. Yep. While this song plays. By the way, Willie's vacuum cleaner shoots lasers. Too. Oh, we don't. And, yes. and Willie's vacuum
2: cleaner also shoots lasers. <laughs> Leave me <in> that house. <laughs>
0: I was just watching this happen and going, this movie's incredible.
1: It is like the craziest juxtaposition (laughs) of like a jazzy kind of like,
0: (laughs) and then like, (laughs) like,
1: like, while attempted murder uh, is happening on the screen. Rhonda Sue
0: looks so cool with that gun. I was like, oh Oh, no, she looks awesome. And then Jim Barney's just like, also, I do cane tricks.
1: Yeah, he's just like throwing it to the floor (laughs) and catching it. I'm just like, Jim Barney, come on.
0: Can't do my cane tricks in this scene. It has nothing to do with anything, Jim. (laughs) Oh, well, but. I can do them. But I can do them. (laughs) Let me do them. When else will I get to do this? Oh, my God. This
1: might be the only movie we ever get to make.
0: This movie is amazing. You know what? You would never
2: be able to make this movie now. I don't think you could do it. People would be like, "Okay, explain to me the premise of this film," and then you go through all this, and they'd look at
0: you like you're insane. It's a time capsule like movie. Undoubtedly, it is. It, is. it totally is it's beautiful.
1: I don't know how to explain like all of the things that it's making my brain think. We're gonna have a lot for the extra.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know what this this scene is finished off with like guy dandy eventually he like dance chases them into this like freight yeah. elevator he sends them like rushing downwards Otto he changes back into himself comes out of the changing coffin and he says that was wonderful <laughs> he's like not only was it like ruthless it was also completely unnecessary yep that's this movie yeah it's wonderful it's ruthless and completely unnecessary. That's the pull
1: quote for the back of the box.
0: Totally. So Lance and Doris plummet downwards. They plummet for about Two minutes? It's
1: like an express elevator to hell. It's a really- <laughs>
0: It's well sought. It's it's, well yeah. sought. it's like an evil version of the Wonka Vader. Like it's it goes ex- all the way which, down. So
1: you think about like how unnerving Willy Wonka is, it gets worse.
0: <laughs> they fall all the way down to like the, the depths, the earth's core.
1: Yeah.
3: And
0: then like Lance starts having like this personal crisis where he's like, I failed. My good breeding didn't work out. And it's weird cuz he starts to say kind of nice things like, Doris, you're the smart one and everything. And Grace under pressure Grace personified. Under pressure, and Doris is just like creeped out. Like, this is weird. I don't like seeing you like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is just wrong that Lance is saying nice things. Yeah. Which is actually kind of sweet. She likes Lance the way he is, which yeah. we don't. But you know or what, accepts. She accepts him. Good for yeah. Yeah, she, she just is like, feels pity, I it's, think, a little bit. <laughs> she can't take the uh, the, the self-deprecating Lance. Is just too disturbing to her.
1: Well, it also- you know, arguably, it, that Lance won't get them out of the situation. That's true. You like, know,
0: she, he'd be dead weight with that attitude. She too.
1: needs the earnesty Lance, which is like endless optimism, she, American right. way. She We're going to get out luck. of this. She and... needs that
0: Lance. You're <laughs> yeah. right. And he says, by the way, Lance, again, Shades of earnest. he says, everyone's going to say this is my fault.
1: They're going to blame this all on me. They're yep. going to blame
0: this all on me. Like, oh, every time he says in the earnesty, I was like, <gasps> yeah. It's like seeing like the ghost of him or something. Like, you're like, Ernest.
1: What <laughs> if. Lance, <laughs> Lance is this universe's Ernest.
0: I thought of that.
1: Okay, because we talk on this podcast about the the infinite Worrell universe. Well,
2: they born on the same day, born in totally same city. What
1: if Lance Sterling was born Rudy Worrell?
0: Shut up! I don't. <laughs> I don't think I, he is definitely this universe's Ernest, but he's so different that I don't think he can beat. Earnest.
1: that's fair that's fair
0: so at uh, ends up just like slapping him yeah and that makes him angry enough to snap back into his old self like you didn't have to hit me <laughs> he's so offended that it she really does him. work yeah it works completely and then it turns out that they're in otto's lab where the sun never shines yep. which is part of the riddle Yep, and this is the amazing final confrontation of this movie the lab is incredible. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. There's stalagmites everywhere. Rhonda Sue's there. Tina's tied up, by the way, in front of the gloom beam. Yeah. And Otto and Lance have, like, this scene of, like, catching up, which is so great, because Otto is playing it totally cool. Like, oh, Lance is here. But you know he's kind of screaming inside? Yeah. Like, I got Lance! But he's playing it, like, so aloof. Like, Lance is like, hey, Otto, so um, you missed our 10-year reunion. And Otto's like, I was introducing cholera to the third world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is like... A great like line. Do. And Lance is like, it's a good excuse, but everyone asked about you. And you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I was playing it cool. Like, it was nice to have this chat before you die. Well, it's, it's wow. very much
1: like I can imagine Otto's I'm internal. I'm not looking at you. Mm-hmm. Otto's internal monologue being like, this is what it's all leading up to. My entire <laughs> life's work to defeat Lance Sterling.
0: Let me pretend I don't care. Yeah. He can't know I care. What would
1: Rhonda Sue do in this situation?
0: It's <laughs> like Otto six Willy on them. And Lance is just like, Doris, how about you deal with the robot? I'll deal with Dr. Otto. Yeah. So basically now Doris is fighting Willie. Willie's like, let's dance.
1: They're like struggling <laughs> with like a staff or like yeah. a broomstick or something.
0: She kind of gets pushed into this other part of the cave. Yeah. And Lance is like, well, it's just you and me, Otto. And Otto says, no, it's you and us. And then what happens? I'm confused by this. So what happened? Does he push a button to make this happen, by the way? I feel like he does. You
1: asked me that. I didn't see that happen.
0: He's like, it's you and us. And then all the characters he's turned into over the course of the film show up and start fighting Lance. What the hell is happening?
1: So I I have a couple things to say about this. One is that it's essentially the boss fight at the end of an arcade game which is interesting <laughs> for two reasons. One, it's where all of the bosses you've already fought come back, but yep. like you have to defeat them in all in order again. Yep. But second, the riddle is presented and framed in a way that's sort of arcade game like. Like That's
0: right. They show up and they say they're parts of the riddle. Yep. Right. So the pirate shows up and says he was who had an eye and could not see, Guy Dandy shows up and says he who had all and yet had none. And Lance still doesn't get it. <laughs> nope. Yep. Never. <laughs>
1: But we saw in the beginning when Otto was giving that presentation on television, oh, he also right. shows up also in an, an arcade up... machine mm. and ends it with
2: game over.
1: Well, it, it ends with game over, but he also says like if you don't figure out the Does, riddle, if this doesn't put work, in another, put another quarter, quarter in and, have and, another and have
0: another play. Oh, it's the end of an arcade game. So
1: there's so there's that. Whoa. But also I wrote down Oh my
0: brain. My this brain. is
1: this ending is like a horror version of Scared Stupid.
0: Right. That's what I was like, wait, are these people like, here? Yep. Are they here?
1: If we cut back to the Jack under the car, are Otto's legs with like that's the a, normal but, legs but just Lance next to it? Is
0: reacting to them. He's yeah. actually fighting them. Yeah. Like Nancy yeah. Nelda interrupts. She goes, Young man, they're going to make <laughs> me their love slave. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God. And he's like, that's horrible. And then she hits him with a golf club. Yeah. And he took that hit. Golf.
1: Golf is evil! Golf is evil! Golf is
0: evil! <laughs> <laughs> so she he really took that hit. They are really there. Yeah. There's even a cut where like you see the backs of them, like there's other there's They're multiple like kind of people. advancing. They're advancing and there's multiple people dressed up as the costumes to show that they're all physically there. Yeah. So does the changing coffin turn him into somebody and like also replicate him? Does it make a copy of oh, It him? Could be robots. Yeah. But,
1: to answer your question, I don't know.
0: Enduring all this confusion, by the way, Doris has her crowning moment of oh awesome. Oh my god, yes. Oh, she, so, so amazing. She, she decapitates Robot Willie. She screams like... I, th-
1: I think you hear her scream off camera before hear, it cuts to her.
0: Yeah, you hear... Well, he she yells Otto's name. She yeah. goes, von schnick, ik, ik, And he looks, and she's holding... The decapitated head of Willie, like it's just swinging. Well, she from her she hand. like
1: she like picks it up like and presents it, and like sparks fly out of it. It's It's amazing. so cool. There's
0: fog. The stalagmite's framing her, and she's in some yeah, kind of Amazon outfit, yeah, she's, outfit she's, she's, for like some a warrior. <laughs> yes. yeah for
1: some reason she's dressed like some sort of Frank Frazetta painting. She's, she has like a completely different amazing. Like it's still it's still her outfit. Like it's purple and like it looks like her, but it's like the badass like amazing it's Amazon the, it's like version like of her. Warrior Dory. Yeah. It's it's Which I'm all all incre-
0: about. This is an incredible shot. Oh like, yeah! I was like, <gasps> yeah, and the sparks like flying out of Willie's swinging head is amazing. Yeah. Imma- like it's so cool. Yep. And then I was like, I that the, was impressive. I like, think the first boom. time
1: we watched it together, I was just like, oh my god.
0: <laughs> you would love. <laughs> Yep, uh, and I was like, very impressive, futile but impressive. And then he escapes with Rhonda Sue into his changing coffin, which I don't know if it also turns into a Wonka Vader. Uh,
1: yeah, it's <laughs>
0: because <laughs> don't worry about it. They somehow escape. I love that Doris like runs up to it and starts pressing the abort button, which just, is like... the Nerf ball. Yeah, it's a Nerf ball, and Tina is about to be zapped by the Gloom Beam, and it's up to Lance now to just like figure out what button to press. The right or the wrong. There's just two buttons. They're literally labeled now right Ar- or wrong.
1: Now Aaron, if you were gonna decide between two choices yeah. in the earnest universe, how would you <laughs> how would you go about making that decision? Would you just like consider it logically? What or- I
0: Okay. What I love is that Lance, he looks it down, and he's like, It's time to call in everything I've learned, and he says, My good breeding.
1: Oh yeah. Again
0: classism, right?
1: It's actually like an eternal monologue that he has.
0: Yeah, he's deliberating over how is he going to choose between the right button and the wrong button. Pregnant pause. And then he says
3: One potato. Two potato.
0: Three potato. And I screamed like an actual scream of joy. Yeah. I screamed with joy and triumph. I almost burst into tears at how earnest it was. Yeah. You feel earnest all over this. Like he's not there. But he is there. It's almost like Ernest wrote the movie.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's. Oh, my gosh.
0: That makes sense. That makes so much sense.
1: (laughs) You know, he did write a movie where he saves a blonde woman from Lily the Homemade Robot. (laughs)
0: What he could have written this movie, and like Lance is his idealization, like the ideal hero. Oh
1: man! Oh man! Oh
0: my God!
2: Makes so much sense. Oh my God! My thought on the buttons. Yeah, yeah. In Otto's mind, wrong is right. Ah. Why didn't you hit the
0: wrong button? Think about it. That's right. Because I think Lance. Because I think Lance does press the right the button. does. But then the lab explodes. Yeah. So it was the wrong button. But you're right. That's right. In Otto's logic, right would be wrong.
1: Uh, No. From his
0: point of view, the Jedi are evil. (laughs) Yes. Only a Sith
1: thinks an absolute, (sighs)
0: Saren. That's an absolute? So... Otto's cave explodes. Yeah. Everything (laughs) explodes. I believe since they are basically at the Earth's core, they're kind of okay.
1: We didn't really talk too much about Otto's castle. Like, it's an an incredible model. Yeah, yeah. It's like this miniature castle gray skull. It looks super he-man-ish. We Mm -hmm. talked about how it has his hand on top of it and that's what shoots the gloom beam laser. I'm gesturing as if to explain (laughs) it and no one can see me, but that's neither he nor there. There's a
0: really wide shot of it just being completely still before it explodes. They blew up this thing they built. Built, and it looked hard to make.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also just to be clear, in an earnesty universe fashion, it's a giant evil castle with a hand on top. There's a mailbox out in front. Of course there is. Just cause, is. cause exactly. how would they get their mail?
0: And there's tons of cartoon electricity. Yeah. It all blows up. Oh, and Lance is covered in cartoon electricity after he, he goes, uh oh, and yeah. he's covered in cartoon electricity. It
1: looks like he's gonna die. Yeah. It's I know. like it's like it it's like the it's Darth like, Vader ooh. skull.
0: But then it doesn't. Yeah. It just goes black, and you're like, is everyone dead yeah like, but then we get this epilogue yes this creep now see this does feel like a horror movie because it's not like a happy and it's not resolved it... well the bad guy wins well that's good that's sort of happy the bad well, guy does win the bad he, guy w- he, Otto wins he yeah. uh, he actually says like as he's escaping he's like I win I win anyway yeah
1: I mean and it's he's like, right <laughs> I have a bomb I win anyway I
0: have a bomb I win anyway yeah <laughs> So, this epilogue is basically amazing. So, like now, Lance, Doris, and Tina are still a team. Yeah. And now Tina has taken on Doris's role. That's true. To the point where she's wearing Doris's original outfit. And what did is you Dor- notice Doris is wearing a blue vest? Yes, yes, I did. She's upgraded her outfit. She looks way cooler than she did before, and she already looked really cool. She's
1: not as cool as Amazon Doris, but she's like she's, she's like a half- point. I know point. what. I
0: disagree. She's super cool. I she's think
1: differently she, cool.
0: Yeah, she looks like a badass. She, she she's got looks the more vest like, and the, the fuchsia like pants and like these cool. She moves. looks more her like boots are fierce. She's awesome. She the one,
1: awesome. If the Doris that defeats Willy is like a Conan the Barbarian sort of hero, mm-hmm. here she almost looks like something from like The Warriors or Escape from New she's York. Like, an 80s She's future got, hero, yeah, yeah, yeah. She
0: looks awesome. Well, and, and it
2: makes sense because as they go up to this gas station, gas station, and by the way, the women are pushing the car, and
0: Lance is sitting in just sitting and Lance there, is sitting in it. Oh, god, <laughs> I have to keep reminding myself um, not
1: to swear at Lance.
0: God. Tina is even saying to Doris, like, you were really like amazing in there, and Lance is like, thanks. Uh, god, I want
1: to watch a movie that's just Tina and Doris having adventures, yeah, that'd be incredible.
0: But the world is
2: not saved. I was going to say, the world is not saved. Nope. we've As we hear them
0: talk, you discover that, you know, there's a gas crisis, yeah, no money. The economy is still in shambles. Well- there's no gas. What's great is, like, they get to this gas station and they pan past the gas pump <gasps> is just willy. Is Willie put together as a gas
1: pump? It's Willie yeah. put together as a gas pump. He's
0: holding the gas like just holding the pump with his hand.
1: And he's dressed as Lance.
0: He's wearing Lance's original hat and scarf from the beginning. I don't know. Yep. I
1: don't know what that means. Uh,
0: to me, I took it like a trophy. Like Otto oh. had, it took it as a trophy. Like I won.
1: That's cool. Like I like that.
0: And Rhonda Sue is there in a mechanic's outfit, looking, looking as badass as looks she ever had. She looks so good.
1: I think I turned to you while we we're watching it and I was like, why what? is that the hottest outfit she's know. been? in
0: she's because she's just again nonchalant mechanic Rhonda Sue, and they tell her like we're looking for gas you have any gas and she shouts to whoever's in the garage hey we've got a customer and who walks out cut to the changing coffin finishing up the transformation (laughs) there's a little flash on the screen of the smiling face and i'm like oh oh my god i forgot I did too. That someone else is in this movie. That's right. <laughs> I completely forgot. I got sucked into the auto zone. The auto <laughs> And who walks out of this changing coffin but Ernest P. Worrell. Yep,
1: your old buddy Ernest.
0: With the biggest smile on his face. He like amps up like, oh, your customer. And he puts the biggest smile on his face. He's like
1: wiping grease off his hands. <gasps>
0: <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, I screamed. I forgot he would be here. And to have him appear in this situation was at the same time exhilarating and horrifying.
2: Oh yeah. It was Because like... now you know the secret truth.
0: <laughs> no, I, I it was like seeing a beloved dead relative come out of an alien ship and you realize they're an alien. Mm. You're like you're overwhelmed with love and horror at the same time.
1: <laughs> that's that's accurate.
0: That's, that's deep. That's how I felt. I was. I watched this movie with by like, Cindy, who's on Slam Dunk Ernest. Yep. And she was like, <gasps> but she said, if this was in a the theater, I would have stood up and cheered and like oh, yeah. applauded because oh, yeah. you're like Ernest, and he is so earnest. He is. He is a,
1: completely earnest. He
0: comes out. He's like,
1: what's wrong, buddy? Trouble under the hood.
0: And you're like. Ernest? Again, it's like this weird, like, I recognize you, but something's well, wrong it's, like, it's, it's it's funny that you
1: make that <laughs> it's funny that you make that alien reference because it's kind of like that horror movie trope or or a sci-fi movie trope of like when an alien takes the form of like someone you love and you're that's like that's what it wait, feels wait, like yeah. huh?
0: um, that's exactly okay. what it feels like it feels like Ernest has like ripped off his mask and revealed his reptilian form or yeah something. if we
1: can go back to V for a second it was
0: <laughs> yeah there's a mixture of love and happiness but also and like trepidation and,
2: yeah, I was but at the same time you up. realize Ernest took over the world. Yeah. (laughs) He won. Ernest Ernest won.
1: That's
3: true.
2: Oh, out of all of these things that he has ever defeated him and not gotten out of, you know, did right. Oh, my God. He took over the
0: world. Right.
1: I mean, that if there was ever a place for that to happen, it would be in a movie that is the most 80s movie possible.
0: Yep. And then Ernest is kind of like in the background almost as like an incidental character while we're watching Lance and Doris talk. Right. It's surreal to see him like there, but not the main focus yeah like he's just normal earnest and then there's a finger slam gag like he puts his fingers on the car (laughs) car, and and Lance just like closes the hood and it's like incidental it happens like in the background and he just gives like this like good natured nod to them like it's weird He's it's like they don't know who he is but we do sure and we're like screaming and they're like oh there's a guy in the gas station
1: which is also you know kind of like a horror movie trope and Cabin in the Woods parodies it very well where it's like it's always that gas Station you pull into, I'm like I'm the offbeat path, and they're out of gas, and there's like a creepy guy who runs it.
0: Yeah, and then Doris and Tina push the car away while Lance is sitting inside singing that song again. It's like
1: a, I think Johnny Cash, or it's like a, it's
0: if like a 60s I were song. A if and I were a lady. carpenter and you were my lady, yeah. and, <laughs> and then the last shot of this movie is <laughs> is. It messed me up, like it messed my brain up. Like saving this for last after watching all the Ernest movies, like this just messed my head up. Like, yeah, no, I have to rethink my entire worldview now. The
1: entire worldview.
0: Cause Ernest, he's smiling, and it's just a close frame of him and Willie and Rhonda Sue. He says, "Y'all come back now." He takes off his hat, and he's got the head hand. There it is. Yep. He's got the hand on his head, and then he grins at the camera and he says, "Know what I mean?" And that's the final image we're left with. And like with this creepy hand on his head. And that grin. And you're like, what just happened to me? Like, wait, is Ernest Dr. Otto?
1: In every single movie? Yeah. Yep. I assume so.
0: No! (laughs) Yep.
2: This was the first one, so he has to be. Yeah. But is he just living as Ernest now? Like,
1: I mean, it does explain why he can turn into characters randomly.
0: And how he could never die. In oh, yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Otto is baseline, and Ernest is just one of Dr. Otto's characters? So it's like it's not Ernest that has all these characters. Ernest is one of the characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Well, and you
1: know, it's also- it's... Or are
0: they clones? Because we saw all the other Otto characters. Ooh. So is Ernest mm-hmm. a copy he's of Otto? He's a replicant Otto?
1: of Otto's character of Ernest. And we're going yes. back
0: to the replicant thing again. Ooh. Oh, my God. Good. he's a separate entity. That's how they're separate in Inhaver. It's this is like
1: a, uh, it's a uh, Battlestar Galactica sort of situation. Because they are
0: separate. In Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. They talk to each other. That's
1: true. That is true.
0: This is the clone that took off and went on his own
2: and became a good person and had his own life.
1: Oh! I would also believe that.
2: <laughs> oh Dr. My God.
0: I
1: would also believe that Doctor Otto was like, all right, I've defeated Lance oh Sterling. Oh my
0: God! I kind
1: of enjoy being Ernest. I'm just gonna be Ernest from now on.
0: I think Ernest's or soul was so coffin. pure yeah, that it overrode like yeah. Otto's inherent evilness. His
1: heart grew three sizes that day.
0: There was a miracle in the changing coffin.
1: I mean, appropriately, it was a coffin. Maybe it's where Doctor Otto died and, and Ernest, Ernest was li- born.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it could be that, or it could be the thing is that other times in other movies, Ernest's hat has come off, and there hasn't been a it hand hasn't been there. A hand. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, there's you could get a surgical procedure for but that.
0: But there are some movies where the hat absolutely doesn't come off, and maybe he is Otto.
1: Maybe some Ernests are auto. Some
0: Ernests are Otto, some are. Artists... <gasps> Oh my God, my brain! <laughs> oh, by the way, there is an extra scene. Like, there's a there's another version of this movie that has like an intro with oh, Ernest, yeah. and that confounds okay. it further. Have you seen this? Yeah, where he gets he gets pulled into the changing coffin. Yeah, he he's, yeah. He, there's an intro. I think it might it must be for the VHS release because we have the DVD. It is. Yeah. It starts with Ernest, which is wise because like we don't want people to leave the theater.
1: Did I get the right movie?
0: He's like, Hey Vern, like I met this creepy guy.
1: All I had to give the guy, Vern was a Mint 58 Chevy and a set of Allen wrenches
3: and, well, some other stuff. He called it a changing coffin.
0: And then when Ernest goes into the changing coffin, like, the h- hand attaches itself to his head yep. and drags him inside. That changes it. That makes it like he started off as Ernest and then. Otto took him o- over? Otto took him over. So maybe. So maybe all oh, the people oh. that Otto turns into are real people that he kind of like pulled into the changing Ooh. coffin and like downloaded.
1: Oh, okay, hold on.
0: Ooh. What if
1: Otto is just the hand?
0: Oh! No! Oh my Whoa. god, you're going to kill her. I know. You're going Oh to my kill god. Her no, I don't think he can just be the That's
1: I mean, this whole movie like destroys the
0: I know the perfect
1: like <laughs> timeline and like decisions we had made about how to accept Ernest's existence and things of that nature.
0: This has to exist outside, or this is the movie that Ernest wrote. Yeah, that I I,
1: I just he, have to say though, this is one of the most enjoyable conversations I've ever had on this podcast with you.
0: Maybe it downloads him. I I need Ernest to be real from my heart. Sure. So like sure. that's a constant, but I. I don't think I have an answer for this. I think we have to think about this and try to figure out the answer in the extra. Yeah. I think he's always going to be. I think it's always
2: been Otto. This is the first movie. I think he's always been Otto. And uh, you have I'm, to assume, make your own assumptions on I, who, on I what is who and who is what.
0: Oh. Uh. Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloombeam. What can we say? This film is incredible. It's
2: all the things. It's all the things and all, all together in one. It's not an earnest film, and yet it is. Yeah. It's not a horror movie, and yet, and yet, yet it, it is. is. Yep. It has all and has none. Everybody needs to go see it, yeah. find it, buy it, That's watch it. it. Yes. And it's on YouTube. The YouTube version that I
0: watched actually has the intro that we talked about. It's probably a VHS trip because that
1: would be the most interesting It is. It totally is. It's hard to find
0: the DVD of this for sure. It took me a while to find it. There are some VHS copies floating around on eBay.
1: Isn't it also in one of those Ernest Essential collections? Of course
0: course it is. I think it is in the box set, Mm. the Best of Ernest. Yeah. I mean, it's not a very good quality, but it's there. I mean, it's a worthwhile purchase just for that. You need this movie. Yeah, I the, cannot
1: recommend like, this film enough.
0: This should be a cult classic. People should be going to the screenings wearing Ronda Sue costumes and Doctor Otto or just costumes, hands, and tiring, on their heads. hands on their heads. This should be a staple.
1: Well, Aaron, I'm just going to say again: if I have my druthers in in my <laughs> sidebar, earnest-like weaving out to the side film career, we will have a screening of this film in some sort of theatrical setting.
0: We have to. I Mark think. my words. Like, and you can serve Bowie base yeah. <laughs> With eyeballs.
1: <laughs> to get my robot to start cooking that up.
0: It's fantastic. It's the birthplace of a lot of things that continue to happen in earnest movies. And if you're just a fan of quirky 80s
2: ridiculousness, this movie has it all. It's got the music. It's got yes. the sets. It's got crazy, over-the-top characters. It
1: hits that sweet spot it of does. like, it, what is this How did you make this? Oh my God, you made this. It's like a, a perfect storm. It doesn't
0: take itself seriously, but it goes but it like, says things. all out. Yeah. It does have things to say, and yeah. it goes all out in its creativity. It makes an effort while not taking itself too seriously.
1: Absolutely. There was something, there was something in the water and it was in beautiful. the mid-1980s. It, it birthed these crazy films as well as you and I.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Make me old. <laughs> Sorry. But you got to be raised by it. That's true. Yeah, better. you got the it's head true. start. I, I got lucky. Okay, well, this, this was... Beautiful and terrifying. Oh, this and...
1: was a this was a, a <laughs> truly wonderful experience. I can't overstate this.
0: Thank you, Jessica, so much for lending your very uh, appropriate and qualified insight yeah. to this discussion. Yay! Thank you. Oh God. So next time, after we recover from this movie in our extra. Right. <laughs> Next full episode, we will be taking a big money-making challenge.
1: Oh, oh boy.
0: Oh, that thing. That thing. <laughs> We will be taking the Ernest P. Royal Heyburn win $10,000 video challenge.
1: Erin found another thing. I don't know where she finds these things. We're going to watch the thing. We'll report back.
0: <laughs> it's probably just the ads compilation we've already watched. But, you know, in that case, we will be revisiting the ads.
1: We'll see what it is.
0: Stay tuned cool thank you again jessica thank you guys this is great thank you <laughs> everyone. lovely to have you thank you everyone for listening um please continue to share this podcast because we're wrapping up and word of mouth is the only way that people are going to get their earballs on this now we need people to listen just because Ernest deserves it and that's really this is about legacy
1: for this movie yes. especially and,
0: and yeah and people need to know about this movie so rate and review share with your friends catch us on Facebook Tumblr Twitter all the social medias and we'll be back and then Varney will never die because we have video and DVD and that's right and we will not let him be forgotten absolutely till <laughs> next time everyone
1: take care listeners
0: Viva LaVarney Viva LaVarney oh, infect me Knowing
3: I'll in you. you Knowing nothing can make nothing us in you. You.